Hey guys, it's Tim, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited. As we are here to talk about tonight's Royal Rumble pay per view, it's myself, it's Baby Huey over there, I think, finishing up a taco. What's going on, Baby <laughs> Huey? I'm doing really good. Sorry. Yes, I'll fill it. Oh, you're good. Up a, a, a chalupa from Taco Bell. I've been from my computer, like you, and I'm sure everyone else. For the last what four plus hours it's oh, I, Royal rumble weekend i've been watching peacock since nine o'clock this morning because they had auto racing from orlando or from daytona okay. and then motocross from anaheim and then Royal rumble came on so literally i've been watching peacock since like 9 a.m this morning so like all i've had had a chance to do is like get up here use the restroom come back and then luckily my brother went got some foods so i was like you know i i haven't had a chance to get away from from my office right. here so uh so yeah excuse me as i uh you know, <laughs> finished the last bit of my chalupa here but yeah man uh, thank you again for having me on here it is uh officially as we're gonna hear for the next two months non-stop oh, oh my the God. road the road to wrestlemania now right but which i you know it, it, it's like they're gonna beat in our heads but at the same time though regardless of that i'm still very much excited i love this time of the year if you're a pro wrestling fan, sports entertainment fan, this time of the year is like Christmas for us. Just right. so much going on, all the moving parts, and you know, we have Royal <clears throat> Rumble, and yeah, the next couple months between Raw and SmackDown, I, I would imagine it's gonna be just very entertaining stuff. So, yeah, so much to get into from tonight, and yeah, so much to look forward to up until April. So, yeah, here's I'm a, very excited. Here's a good thing though: the next pay per view is Elimination Chamber from Saudi, which means for us, it's a Saturday morning pay per view. Oh, that's right. I yeah. Okay. It's the first Saudi show on a weekend, but it's also a Saudi show, which means local there, early morning, 9, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And as of right <clears throat> now, do they do not have a March pay-per-view, right? Nothing on the books? Not that was announced, correct? and during the WWE Network Peacock commercial, whatever, where they yeah. advertise a bunch of stuff, I didn't see in... If you're watching live, let me know in the chat. I didn't see a fast lane logo. So okay. as of right now, no. Mm-hmm. And if they were to do a a, a, a pay per view in March, it would have to be the weekend of either the 12th or 19th. Anything else would be too close to Chamber and too close to Mania. Exactly. Actually, I so. think I think honestly, it's got to be the weekend of the 12th, 13th. I Which- think. You know, knowing WWE, they could do something last minute, but you know, I would personally wish they would not do fast lane, just hold off and just let Elimination Chamber do its thing, and then just you know, take your time building up to WrestleMania. Don't force a bunch of storylines onto a pay per view. Instead, whatever potential pay per view matches you would have had scheduled for for uh, fast lane, just do it on Raw or SmackDown. That way, it makes Raw or SmackDown more spectacular you know what i mean gives that more exactly star power feeling so save it for that that that's I, i'd rather hold off on a pay-per-view and make raw or smack that more special during that time true and, and that makes a lot of sense i mean don't like you said try, don't try to cram another show in there especially with if they finally because as of right now apparently they don't know what they're doing for the wwe title match at wrestlemania but once they finally mm-hmm. figure that out you don't need them to have to be like okay well we're gonna do bobby lashley versus so-and-so but beforehand, mm-hmm. we're gonna rush to get another. You know, we don't. If they do anything fast, it's probably gonna be rushed and then just an oversight, anyways, because the original plan is. Which I feel like the March pay per view a lot of times does end up feeling rushed. So, 
Yeah, I mean, luckily last year it kind of worked out for them a little bit as far as the whole Daniel Bryan, Edge, Roman storyline, as mm, far as Daniel right. Bryan inserting himself to make it to a triple threat. So that story beat and what happened at Fastlane added to what will eventually lead to that triple threat match at last year's WrestleMania. So that kind of makes sense. <clears throat> but other than that, how often does Fastlane mean anything other than, you know, they're trying to, like you said, force stuff that at the end of the day doesn't matter. The last time Fastline met anything was when they did the number one contenders triple threat, Roman, Brock, Moxley, Ambrose, whatever you want to call them. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I So for me, it's like, I because if you think about it, look at, look at just recently, the month of December, they didn't have a pay-per-view. Instead, they had day one. Mm-hmm. So they had, instead of trying to force storylines into another pay-per-view in December, they kind of took their time and led you know we're able to uh do i think a little bit better storytelling on raw and smack that lean up to day one which day one you know turned into a pretty decent show so that that's what i'm saying like yeah don't burn yourself out trying to force these different storylines oh we got pay-per-view on the books uh we got two weeks coming up let's quickly plan some stuff and announce matches like a week out no no take your time during month of march i mean i don't know if maybe logistically they couldn't do it but they should have really moved the Saudi show back a week or two, either last weekend of February or first weekend of March. And then that would have really been like perfectly spread out between rumble and mania. Yeah. Good little sweet spot there. But I even wonder, I'm curious, will this year's elimination chamber have some stakes involved with the elimination chamber match where, cause you think really think about the last few years, Royal rumble. We all know the winner gets to pick mm-hmm. their title match choosing for WrestleMania and then elimination chamber. It's almost like a, a backup or a, a I want to say Royal rumble 2.0, but well, it's, it's like a second opportunity. Yeah, it's the number for, one contenders match. Yeah. So it's a, a secondary way. Okay. If someone didn't win the Royal rumble match, okay. They have this alternate route. They can go to potentially get a future title shot. So exactly. they'll, they'll figure out one title shot at Royal rumble. And then uh, for the other title, They'll use Elimination Chamber to find their new number one contender. And so looking at the, the not schedule, but the, the calendar here, Chamber is in three weeks, and then May is not for six <laughs> weeks after that. Interesting. So they could have pushed it back and did like four weeks and five weeks. Yeah, that would have been a nice little sweet spot right there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, from a scheduling standpoint and from a story standpoint, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, six weeks though. I can see him try to squeeze, yeah, one more. Yeah, they got on Peacock six weeks between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. And again, I don't know if they had to do Saudi that weekend, if that's like a special weekend or if they couldn't go, yeah, you know, logistics wise. But yeah, that's in three weeks. Tonight was WrestleMania. I do want to say thank you guys for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited remember if you are watching live on twitch you can help us out a couple of different ways you can help us out either by hitting that donate button down below or donating twitch bits in the live chat also remember you can help us out by subscribing to the channel on twitch one of two different ways you can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with amazon prime because if you have amazon prime then you have prime gaming Prime Gaming gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. It gives you free games, which a new game's going to be free next week because February, they reset it every first of the month. 
whatever game is going to be free. They've had some banger free games. So even if you don't want to subscribe to us, link your Amazon account to your Twitch. You get some cool free games. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Or you can subscribe by hitting the join button down below, becoming a channel member. Or you can get all the same channel member stuff at patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited. And finally, don't forget to head over to the Epic Game Store. By heading over to the Epic Game Store, whether you're buying a brand new game like Guardians of the Galaxy, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, Rainbow Six Extraction, or getting something for Fortnite or Rocket League, it's going to say you have a creator code. And you do, it's PW Unlimited. You put in that code, it doesn't cost you anything extra than what you're already spending, but we get a little bit back off of that purchase that you did make. So we really do appreciate that. Remember, code at, whether that is at the Epic Game Store on your computer or on your Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo Switch on either the Fortnite launcher or the launcher for Rocket League. But with that, we've got Royal Rumble to talk about, as there was no kickoff show. I was Well, not no kickoff show, no kickoff show match. It was kind of shocked yeah, me a little which, bit. Yeah, no, me too. I was kind of worried because like, I, I, I was uh, doing some work uh here at home mm-hmm. and i was getting kind of where i was like oh my god i gotta finish up four o'clock because i and then i realized wait a sec i don't think there's any matches lined up i was looking at the match card yeah. on wwe's website and yeah nothing listed for kickoff and i know sometimes they'll announce something last minute they'll mm-hmm. throw something together but no not this time i didn't see anything i'm like they legit all right. they legit tease smackdown tag title match last night because they had the Usos Viking Raiders segment where they go, yeah, we know you're the next number one contenders. And then they just didn't do anything with it. So I don't know when we're going to get that match, but it would have been a good pre-show match. Yeah, or and kind of maybe remind people like, okay, the Usos are here, but this is the only time you're going to see them. Yep, because yep, I would have liked that. But now, goodbye. We're not going to see. The, oh, because it would have been perfect because the Universal title kicked off the opening uh, of the main show. Right. It could have been a nice little segue. But like, all right, they're going to the back <clears> and that's it. Remember, they can't be out there for Roman at his side. <clears> so, um, so yeah, maybe they figure, all right, let's just save it for SmackDown. That could be a future main event coming up and within the next couple weeks. Yeah, whether that's it's on SmackDown or maybe they do that in Saudi. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. Good for them. Good for Viking Raiders. I, I want them to get some more uh, more TV time again. They oh, yeah. deserve a little push right now. As far as the show does go, they did announce right off the bat, which I heard it wrong at first, but it was uh, the crowd. 44,390. Now, the interesting thing about that number is according to Kayla Braxton on the kickoff show, she said that this was the largest crowd at any WWE show since the last live Royal Rumble in 2020. More people were at this show than SummerSlam and either night of WrestleMania, according to them and the number they put out, apparently. I don't remember. Okay. I'm going to look it up really fast. WrestleMania attendance. What did they say for the attendance for, of WrestleMania? For Tampa Bay last year? Yeah. WrestleMania 37 okay. attendance. I want to see what numbers yeah. they said. Yeah, because keep in mind, memory they had the cardboard cutouts oh. filling up the seats and stuff. It was only 18,000 per night. That, that kind of makes sense because you know they they were spacing people out to time because remember it was still right the early part of 2021 and you know the vaccine was okay, still so being distributed. Caleb Braxton was wrong, and oh. you could attest to this because you were there. SummerSlam, according to the wiki, 
51,000. And well, SummerSlam was packed, but um, I remember parts of it was still tarped off on, on right. the opposite. Okay, so the, the, the side where the entrance ramp was, the walkway, everywhere you know, around that, all the levels were packed with people. But the very opposite end, away from all the action, mm-hmm. that part of that was still tarped off. Um, but yeah, I thought it was packed. Yeah, like I, cause, so here's the thing, little insight for everyone. When you're in the press box at a WWE show, as soon as they make those announcements during the show, like, oh, amount of attendance or some sort of news related breaking news thing, uh, the PR people immediately hand out like pieces of paper <laughs> with those info to the press people. Right. And the press people use that to start tweeting it out and stuff. They have the official breakdown and the official language of they want them to be sent out. So, um, I don't have that piece of paper on me still, but yeah, uh, yeah, they, that show was still a big show in SummerSlam because remember yeah. that was like they're they were trying to treat that like a WrestleMania 2.0. Exactly, they're treating it bigger than WrestleMania last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So according to the Wikipedia page, and again, anybody can edit a Wikipedia page. It does say <laughs> yeah. fifty-one thousand, and then they said tonight for Rumble forty-four, and they said it twice. Michael Cole said it right at the start of the show. And then Corey Graves said 44,000 during the Roman, no, during the women's title match. And then Mike Rowe made the official announcement later, 44,390. So, hmm. not bad. I mean, not bad at all. And, that, and that's still a good for the know, Royal Rumble. Turnout. For the Royal Rumble, that's good, I would assume. I would think. Because if we go, what was Royal Rumble 2020? Royal Rumble. That was what, yeah, Phoenix, right? Uh-huh. And that's what no pandemic stuff. Forty two. Yeah. That was forty two thousand. No. Yeah, because it was Houston, not Phoenix. Phoenix was the year before. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, this yeah. was Houston, twenty twenty, at Minute Maid Park. Forty two thousand. Forty two thousand. This is forty four. Wow. Those are about about the same. Little little more this time around. And that was at Minute Maid Park, which is a baseball f- stadium right. for the Houston Astros. And I and. Correct me, this was the old Rams stadium, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah where the Rams used to play. <laughs> when they were in St. Louis. Go Niners. Hope to beat the Rams tomorrow. <laughs> NFC Championship game. Just you're, a shout out. You're like everybody else, <laughs> you're like everybody else in my family. <laughs> uh that was cool. I mean, that's the thing. Like, keep in mind, this is the first of what? How many? Like five, six, seven, eight stadium shows they're trying to do this year. They're really trying to make what was it? Uh, Nick Khan said like they're really trying to make all these big four pay per views like big shows inside football stadiums now. Like right. it was cool. Royal Rumble the last few years was in a baseball stadium, but now they're taking it to the next level and mm-hmm. pushing it to football stadiums. So they're really become huge spectacles now. So it was kind of cool. The setup tonight it was very similar to what we saw at uh, SummerSlam back in August in Las Vegas. So I I, I think it's cool that they're just making the big four pay-per-views feel that much more bigger, spectacular type shows. Exactly. Because as of right now, they've got the Saudi show is in a brand new stadium, which apparently is like bigger and better than any other stadium in the world, apparently. Because it's like, they call it a, what did they call it? It's like a pillarless dome or something like that. It's like a freestanding dome or something. It's weird. Really? Yeah. And then they've got WrestleMania. In Dallas, of course. Money in the Bank is in Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium. 
Mm-hmm. SummerSlam is in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And then they haven't announced. They had said that they've got an October pay-per-view, a which is very interesting, a September pay-per-view, the third or the fourth, which is supposed to be the same weekend for All Out. That's when mm-hmm. All Out usually runs, so they're going to run competingly against, and they haven't announced yeah. where those shows will be taking place. Plus, a Chicago show in June and a Providence, Rhode Island show in May. But they do have one, count the Saudi show, two, three, four, five stadium shows. The Boston show for Survivor Series is just a TD Garden. And aren't they supposed to do something overseas in the UK, like a big show related to them? I th- there was a rumor, but I'm not yeah. sure. Okay. I was just, yeah, because I remember I think like Drew McIntyre was really pushing for them right. to do something overseas. So, um, hopefully, it might, okay, it might be the September show. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, the September. That Labor Day okay. weekend show may be the UK show. So, if that's the case, yeah. then it may not be 100% competing against the AW show. It would air a couple hours before. Yeah, yeah. It would air UK and time. Hopefully, in a whole different demo or uh, part of the world for ticket sales to deal with. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to go about it. But as far as this show does go, it did kick off with the 14 and a half Universal title match that ended in a disqualification because Roman wouldn't let go of the choke. And it's like, are you kidding me? And his, his excuse for it was, he won't let me. He won't let me let go. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Charles Robinson just puts his hand on the rope. Yeah, I, I laughed at that. Like, I, I, I kind of get where you can get out of that by going, no, he didn't. He dropped the hand, and Seth's hand fully extended. Because Seth was, like, kind of fully extended, but not. And then when Charles Robinson lifted up the arm, you could say when he lifted the arm, it fully extended it. He didn't put his hand on. But, yeah, you, yeah. But the finishes came. It was so weird. Now, the beginning of this match was freaking awesome. Because, like, Roman comes out, and I go, hmm, champion coming out first. Very interesting. And then we hear the shield music. And then Roman starts looking around like, where the hell is he? Where the hell is he? And Seth comes out of the crowd wearing the shield gear. I, little 10-year-old self, jumped for joy for that. I got a little <laughs> excited on that one. <clears throat> I thought that was awesome. Especially with the whole the way they built it up on SmackDown as far as, oh, yeah. You don't like that I broke up the shield and that still gets under your skin and this and that. So I liked mm-hmm. it. It was very unexpected and something that we didn't expect. Unlike the woman's rumble winner and the men's rumble winner were very expected. All right. Uh, predictable. Yeah. I, I like how Seth Rollins, as far as the dynamic here. Now I know a lot of people were kind of turning their heads, scratching their heads for the last few weeks. Like, Oh, Seth is Roman's new you know, number one contender right now, which is kind of odd. They're both now, heels. Here, you know, the excuse they could have used to get around why Seth got the match. What's that? Adam Pierce. All Adam Pierce would have had to say if Roman questioned it. Well, he technically earned a, a world title shot on Raw, and then a bunch of other people got added to that match. So this is us as management doing a make good to him for not getting his one-on-one title match that he did earn. Yeah, actually, I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. So was day one... That red contract that he won, was that technically his cash-in that day? I mean, yes and no. They never said when the match would take place, but then they just kept going. Well, no, I'm I'm wrong. They did announce Seth Rollins, Big E, day one, one-on-one. Then on the same show, 
Owens ended up making his way into the match. Then, like, two weeks later, they added yeah. Bobby. And so they yeah. did at one point for maybe 45 minutes say, Seth Rollins, Big E, one-on-one, day one. So I, that's the thing. Is like they, they had that red clipboard for a couple episodes of Raw, and then it kind of just got kind of dropped yeah. as far as acknowledging this clipboard that he won, you know, in that, that, that ladder match. And, you know, so it was never made clear. It's like, okay, is this him t- technically using it at mm. day one? But then when everyone else got involved, I'm surprised Seth from a story beat standpoint thing, like complain, like I never got my full one-on-one exactly. shot. And you know, it just got kind of dropped to the side now, but yeah, it's a good point from you. It's like, they could have just reused it and be like, okay, well technically he's using it now on Roman. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I just thought about now, all of a sudden, when you talked about, you know, him popping up to get the match with Roman and all that. The Shield thing literally goes all the way back to when this match was first announced, if you think about it. Because when he knocked on the door, the Shield theme song. Mm-hmm. So not just mm-hmm. on SmackDown the last two weeks when he kept bringing up the Shield and mocks and stuff like that. But he literally, the first thing he did when they announced this match was the Shield knock. So cool little tie-in here. And the match itself was except for the finish, phenomenal. I thought this match... Why couldn't Seth have tapped out, though? What is the reason that Seth couldn't tap out? Like, that's the big question. I I guess to technically keep him look strong still. Keep him look strong? No. (laughs) I wouldn't call this keep him look strong. He got choked out, and he got his butt beat with a steel chair. I mean, but I guess... I mean, I'm not saying it's not the same route like when Austin passed out with Bret Hart, but I guess that same mentality where he he didn't give up on his own merit. Yeah, it was almost like you know uh, Roman, uh, you know, put so much punishment on him that his body just gave out. So (laughs) it wasn't so much his mentally he tapped out or gave up. It's just his body just gave out on him because of Roman. So no, but I get you. It's such a cheap finish. It's such a a terrible way to get out of a match when you got two guys to I guess you're trying to uh, protect. And yeah, you know, it just felt very flat and it's just it's unfortunate. Um, but I, I I will say I do like even though Seth I guess technically is a heel, the dynamic between the two of them I like how Seth has for the last couple of weeks has very much been like a Joker type character, yeah. really trying to get under Roman's skin. And I wouldn't say Roman is Batman, but I saw <laughs> someone online make a good point. You know, Roman keeps saying he's like a god now. And, you know, if if Joker, gods, DC Comics, I guess Roman is he kind of like dark side as far as, you know, he's this powerful person. And Seth is the Joker who right. doesn't care who's he facing. He'll get, get under their skin somehow. So the dynamic between the two of them is great. So I, I, I love that. And just the mind games leading into this match, you know, on SmackDown, but then at the pay-per-view itself or excuse me, premium live event, <laughs> get, get you, get you saying that, but it was cool. The shield music. Cause I was anticipating with the big crowd, everyone was going to sing. Yeah. Seth I Rollins thought that would have been cool. Music. I was kind of waiting, expecting and like wanting to hear it, but didn't get it. Seth swerved everyone and just had yeah, the shield music, had the shield gear came down through the crowd. It was awesome. I loved it. And just Roman was so pissed and, you know, just he's he, what he said on SmackDown last night, as far as you know, you ruined the shoot or you broke up the shield, yeah. And so I, it still hurts him. He said, I'll never forgive you what you did to us, but yet in like 2017 18, they hugged it out on Raw. 
<laughs> yeah oh yeah and remember mox or amber yeah you know all three of them they did the thing and mox did. like popped in behind yeah. them with the, the fist bump yeah i don't know nah. they they need apparently they've hired someone that's called a continuity writer but they never use them properly apparently but not only was seth rollins wearing the old gear and had the old music he used the old move set early on as well he was doing all the old seth rollins moves he blocked a couple superman punch attempts he did some big mm-hmm. flips and stuff off the top rope, and he even gave Roman a "quote unquote" shield power bomb through the announce table, which was really cool. Yeah, and I love how even when he was entering the ring, he flipped over the barricade yeah. like he used to do with you know back in the day with Shield. My one thing, I was looking hoping for the bleach blonde hair streak in his hair. I was hoping he was going to bring that back too. But he, he could have, but maybe he didn't want to commit to it for as long as you got to wait for it to. <laughs> Because you can't just bleach it and then dye it back black. That's not good for your hair, apparently. I don't know, but Becky Lynch wouldn't allow him to do it. Let's be <laughs> honest. That that's she's the shot caller. She's like, no, you're not doing that. No. <laughs> but at one point, Rollins did block a spear and hit a buckle bomb and then a curb stomp that everybody thought could have been the finish because it was like a really good curb stomp. But Roman Reigns did kick out. And this was about five minutes into the match. Rollins was in just it was it was interesting how Rollins got so much offense early on where Roman it was like. A lot of offense with not much back from Roman. And mm-hmm. Roman's finally mounted Rollins at one point. Just started throwing shots at him. Hit him with a couple power bombs. And then he put him in the choke. He put him in the choke at one point. But, no, Rollins put him in the choke and Reigns countered it into a power bomb. Reigns then drove Rollins into the post and the barricade before hitting a Superman punch and got a two off of it. Reigns hit a spear on the outside and went for a spear in the ring Rollins countered that into a pedigree. I haven't, we haven't seen him do that in a while. So that was cool. I to love see. that. Yeah. I love that counter. <clears throat> Crowd that started chanting, burn it down. Rollins tried to go for the stomp again, and Roman blocked it. This led to a counter and then a spear. Reigns then tried to make the cover but couldn't get it. Rollins then laughed at him and tried to offer him the fist bump. And I'm like, oh no, this ain't going to go well for you, buddy. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. You pissed this man off one too many times. Talk about the shield. Yeah. So instead, Reigns grabs him, puts him in the choke. And Rollins just barely makes the rope with help, as we stated, from Charles Robinson. And then he's like, hey, he's got the ropes. Break. One, two, three. Roman, you need to break. Four, five. He's like, call for the DQ. Da, da, da. And he's like, let him go. And you hear Roman yelling, he won't let me. He won't let me let him go. I go, he won't let you? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, I don't get it. He won't let me. What? He who? I guess it- uh, yeah, Roman in his mind as this heel, it's like, you know, like he's the victim here. Like, you know, I, I want to let go, but he's not. Yeah, he he's trying to turn the tables. Like, I'm the I'm I'm not the bad guy. He's the one. If he was smart, he would just let it go. We can end this right now. But it's on his. It's his fault that I'm punishing him. So things then get a little awkward here because of their camera positioning. Roman mm-hmm. goes over next to the announce table. And at first, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Because you don't see the chair that he's looking at. Instead, you see these two kids in the front row that look like <laughs> Roman is about to murder. I go, wait, why are you staring down these kids like you about to Superman punch both of them and spear their dad? Well, I was like, are these like, you know, kids that are like some like. Yeah. Super fans that they were gonna get some Did special. Seth treat? bring in his like brother or brother-in-law and his kids or something, and you're gonna <laughs> hey, look what I did to your uncle. No, 
I didn't know what was going on here because he's standing there like this. And you don't see the chair because the chair's on the floor and the camera's on him and these kids. And I go, Roman is going to fucking murder these kids. And then eventually he grabs the chair and I go, oh, thank Jesus. They're not going to sacrifice kids on the premium live event. That was... Like, just the way he was standing there. He wasn't like, because... He wasn't even because the chair was on the ground. No, it was barely propped up against the barricade, and he wasn't looking straight down at the chair. He's straight at these dang kids, and these kids have their phones like, "Yeah, Roman Reigns," and he's just looking at him like, "You better shut up! You better shut up, or I'll get you!" Like, what the hell? If this was like <laughs> back in maybe the eighties or something, you know, when right, AFK Fabe was you know a little more of a thing. That would have been, you know, those heels back then probably would have done something like, you know, he skip, thinks, start like he thinks he's kids out. He thinks he's Matt Cardona gonna grab a random fan's beer out of the crowd and spit yeah. it back in their face. I know, right? It just grab their <laughs> sign and rip it up. <laughs> he needs to do more of that. He needs to commit to the heel. He needs to like, <laughs> like remind the people that he's a heel and yeah, rip signs and says you better, or he should have told the kids you better acknowledge me, right? Something, yeah. So he grabs the chair, and Seth's kind of getting to his knees. He's like, oh, I can't breathe. He choked me out. And then Roman, I go, oh, he's going to hit him with the chair. Yep, and Roman hits him once with the chair right across the back, just like Seth did to him. But then mm-hmm. Roman just keeps going and going and going, and the crowd's booing, and they're booing even louder. And I guess it was effective, because that's what they wanted, to get Roman over as a big-ass heel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, like I said, the match was great until they did that weird finish. I still don't understand why they had to, quote, make Seth look strong by not tapping. Because it's not like Seth came back later and did anything. What is he going to do on Raw Monday? Challenge Bobby Lashley maybe at Saudi? I don't know. Yeah, that that's interesting. It's like, where do you go from here with these two? Exactly. I mean, it was already a cross-brand <laughs> thing because with Seth on Raw and Roman on SmackDown. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how do you... I, I mean, I guess with that type of finish, it leaves it kind of open-ended, right? As far as you could this potentially well, that, go on. That's continue? what a couple people kept saying on Twitter. Cause I'm like, why couldn't Seth tap out? And I got two people. I think it was, they go, Oh, you don't want to see feuds continue longer than a month. I was like, well, there's ways that Seth could have lost and still kept this going. If that's the plan, but I don't think it's the plan. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I imagine this was more of just a one-off a yeah. plan, one-off match here, especially kind of this, last minute change of things with day one and Roman getting well, COVID and whatnot. If the r- reports were true, the original plan was Seth wins the title at day one, defends it against Big E at Rumble. That was the original reported. I don't know if it's 100% mm-hmm. true because we had heard a couple different things, but that was yeah. the reported plan. Seth wins the title day one, Big E gets his rematch at the Royal Rumble. There was that, and there was the other thing of, Biggie wins the Rumble and challenges Seth at Mania. I don't know. There's there's a couple different things floating around, but we'll see what they do. It's weird that it was just a very weird finish that really didn't make sense because it's not like they did anything else later on with Seth where he had to look strong. Yeah, and I was kind of amazed because Roman with his matches as of late, they're a little bit longer, but they're a little bit slower paced. You know, he's being a little more mm-hmm. strategic as he's like, creeping up on his opponent and like these big power moves every spot has more impact which i like that storytelling this one yeah not even 15 minutes long so into kind of shorter than 
his yeah. more recent big I, matches. I thought here. these two easily would have gone 20. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah, 14, so, 14, 25. Because I, I was looking at the clock and I was like, okay, yeah, the match is probably about 15 or, you know, over 10 minutes now. I'm like, oh, I still got at least another 10 minutes of wrestling here. But yeah, I literally had my head down and all of a sudden all this stuff was going on. And I was like, oh my God, that ended kind of abruptly. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, what happened after the match, I think was a way of really just adding some extra heat to Roman as a heel. <clears throat> the crowd was very much booing him. But where do you go from here? I mean, now we'll know what happens with him and what's next for him as far as the road to WrestleMania, unless maybe Seth and Roman have a rematch at elimination chamber. But I, I don't mm. think that's really worth it because, you know, you got Brock Lesnar in the fold now. Exactly. That's the bigger storyline <laughs> to go into, especially what happened with the Bobby Lashley match and the Royal rumble match. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe the Seth storyline is, it's just one and done. I think they got a bigger storyline to go with now. So yeah. I don't know. Which yeah. will be the third time we see Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. Wow. <laughs> 31, 34, and now 38. I, oh, wow. I saw both of those in person now. Levi's <laughs> and New Orleans. Oh, nice. my God. It's a trip. But that'd be what? The third match even in the last, what, few months? Saudi in October. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. Uh, oh, well, It would have been day one, but we didn't get the day one match. Th- that's right. And then... Um, that's right. They had all the other stuff like New York City, like the stare downs. Right? Was it yeah. New York City? I'm trying to remember now. So much. Yeah, so the much only match they had, the only match they had recently was Saudi in October, like you that's, said, and they were supposed to do right. day one. So the plan was Saudi in October, day one, and then Mania was the plan. So, man, I, now <clears throat> my only concern is okay for the next. You have two months to build this up, and so I hope. They take their time, but at the same time, I'm worried about the burnout factor. Be True. like, okay, after a few weeks, it's like, all right, let's get this over with. And, oh, we still got another month to go. So that's my only concern. So I'll let the creative team figure that out. As we move forward, we got the Women's Royal Rumble match that went 59 minutes and 50 seconds. I want to see. I didn't check the time of the Men's Rumble match. I want to see which one was longer. The Men's Rumble match felt longer or shorter. It felt like they were really rushing the entrances. Yeah, oh, I'll tell, I just for fun, just randomly, I, I turned my my phone on. Or I mean, not I turned my phone on, but I went to my stopwatch on my yeah, phone. Yeah, so did I. And I just started timing. And like one entrant, mm. it was like only like a minute, 14 seconds in mm. between entrants. And then another one, it was almost two and a half minutes. I was like, well, what the hell? Like, come on. I thought it was supposed to be a full two minutes. And so, I don't know, just trying wow. to get people out the there. The woman's match went Eight minutes, eight and a half minutes longer than the men's match. Yeah. Even with a botch where Natty got eliminated by the wrong person. And then ran so back. So what was... I think. I, I can't confirm it, but it looks like Natty got accidentally got eliminated by Bianca. She was supposed to get eliminated by Ronda. So she ran back in and let Ronda throw her out. Yeah, because I, I was confused because she <clears> ran back in and then Corey Graves was like, Oh, she's trying to break another record of being eliminated twice in one Royal yeah. Rumble match. I was like, okay, that's kind of odd that Natty ran all the way back in there. She's it's Natty being a pro going, oh, I got to hit my spot exactly like it's written. We messed up. I got to try again on live TV. No, no, <laughs> not in this match. But you got Corey Graves who kind of tried, like you said, kind of tried to cover it up. But 
It's Sasha, David, yeah. Sasha Banks came out first dressed as Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And Sailor Moon started trending for the rest of the night on Twitter. <laughs> and who who did she she face at the beginning? Melina, who was unannounced. One of the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Un- so there were seven unannounced names for this match, and Melina was one of them. Crowd actually popped pretty big for Melina. She did her split-legged entrance, and then she stood there. She sat there at it for a minute with a big grin on her face, like. Oh, I actually hit it. Like, she looked like she was unsure if she was going to hit it perfect or not. But when she did, she sat there for a minute and smiled like, oh, that was good. That was good. Because <laughs> I don't know if she I... She looked great. I haven't seen much of her NWA work. But I don't think I've seen her do that entrance, like the split thing in the NWA. Um, I'm trying... I mean, I did watch the first, like, two seasons of Power. Mm-hmm. Um when she was like, had like the little storyline with Thunder Rosa back right. then. Um, I'm, I don't think she did. Yeah. I don't think she yeah, did I never noticed it. I did notice tonight that it took her forever to get her coat off though. And they had to stall <laughs> with cameras, just panning around the building. Go, yes, okay, man, okay, that, her, okay. her buttons or her hooks got stuck or something. Okay. I, I'm not <laughs> the only one. Cause I was like, cause you, they were going back and forth between Melina and Sasha's camera. Yeah. And like Sasha's like, you could tell like talking to her, and, and but Melina, every time they go back to her, she's still unbuttoning. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then they do the crowd shot, and I was like, something's going on. Like her gears yeah. coming. Down. Couldn't get that jacket or whatever off the coat. And so Sasha's uh, Sasha at one point like got a big old grin, like she was trying not to laugh at her, I but like in a, in a in a a fun way, not like making fun of her or anything. Yeah, but you could yeah, tell exactly. Sasha was kind of like she pointed and like smirked at her, like oh. Hey. But I thought that was funny because like she stops, she stops there, takes like the first layer of it off. And then she goes and she's like, looking back at Sasha, like trying to look back down. And then like, okay, her jacket <laughs> won't come off. And I bet she can't do the splits with that big thing on. But cool, cool entrance here. She got the whole paparazzi thing. It wasn't just her walking down. They actually had the paparazzi and the red carpet. But unfortunately, it didn't last long. Sasha just eliminates her rather quickly. Um, I don't have the times of the elimination, like who lasted how long, but I do know that she was mm-hmm. the first person officially kicked out of this match. I, I, I did enjoy, like, when she was in the ring, her and Sasha were standing there, and she got a little emotional. Yeah. Like, probably for her, it was a big thing. Like, it's the first time in back in, what, WWE ring in a long time, and, and that front of a large crowd in a long mm-hmm. time. So that was kind of cool. And, but then, yeah, I was kind of surprised how fast she got eliminated. Though. Well, if you like, look at it, all the surprise women, even some of the ones that were, well, not all of them, but a lot of the not regulars were mm-hmm. in for like two minutes max. Oh, my God. All of them. I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, I hope it was a good payday. Like, Quick pay- that's I mean, what I was thinking. <laughs> like, Sarah Logan, you better got paid good for that. Cause Sarah Logan was in and out. Summer Rae, Ivory, in and out. Yeah, Ivory as well. They, I made, mean, a, Ivory, I they made Ivory cut a promo, and then she was just in and out 30 seconds or so. They made her talk on the mic and everything, dress up, right to censor. Man, I'm just sorry. I I I just realized this. No one from NXT yeah. is in it. No NXT. They I did just... bring NXT people in. Ron Breaker was there. Ciampa was there. Uh, everyone that was at SmackDown last night. Ellie Knight, Roderick Strong, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai sent out an interesting, very interesting tweet tonight that I actually want to pull up really fast. Okay. Does this That's one... Kind of... This one's oh, got wow. some interesting vibes to it. Okay. Where? 
uh, I, re- I thought I retweeted it. Maybe I didn't. Also, I'm, I'm, we'll save it for the men's rumble, but Kofi sent out a kind of funny tweet as well about his botch. <laughs> Which <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll <clears throat> save that for that part of the match of the pay-per-view. Um, why is the Dakota Kai Twitter not coming? There it is. She but sent yeah, out I, this uh, tweet. I'm going to pull it up on the screen. Very interesting tweet. Why can't I not pull it up on the screen? <laughs> I'm laughing. Your comments here on, uh, on YouTube. Yes, I agree with you. Veer should have been in the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> so right here, Dakota Kai sent out this tweet. And it says, I just need an opportunity. I want to make y'all proud of me. Oh, wow. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like somebody that's frustrated. Yeah. If I'm just, in my opinion, the way I'm reading it. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> again, before when they first went back out on the road, they brought her to a bunch of SmackDowns to do dark matches, and then they sent her back to NXT. Then she worked yep. last night losing to Io Shirai in a dark match, and then she wasn't used tonight. I don't know. If maybe she was told she was going to be used for the Rumble and wasn't, or if something else happened, we know that Caitlin was there, Oksana was there, Jillian Hall was there. They all posted pictures. Caitlin posted a picture in St. Louis. Jillian mm-hmm. Hall and Oksana posted pictures hours before the show started in front of the stage. So we know they were there backstage at the show in the building, but not used. I can't confirm Jillian Hall. Was at the practice yesterday. I don't know if the other two were. That wasn't told to me. But I know Jillian Hall was at the practice rehearsal yesterday, but then not used today. So I don't know what 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 was what. But they did bring in a notable amount of extras in case anybody morning of said, uh-oh, I'm sick. I got COVID. I can't work. Which is mm-hmm. smart. Very smart. Oh, Especially after what happened with Roman. Yeah, no, it, it's totally smart. We would just have extra bodies yeah. on call. And, you know, who knows? If you have extra bodies, maybe day of, you want to change some ideas. Like, oh, this person's here. Maybe we can mm-hmm. throw this idea out there. So it, 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 if you want to shuffle things around last minute, it's good to have those bodies there. I mean, I'm sure for them it is frustrating because maybe you kind of get some expectations. You get excited. Like, exactly. Ooh, I could be out there in front of 44,000 people. And then they're told Ex- you, no, we're not going like- you. Especially if, like, at the practice, like, you practice at a specific spot or something, you know, and then it doesn't happen. So, unfortunate that, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the full extent of what that tweet means, but it, to me, does come off of, as somebody that maybe was told one thing and then something else happened or is just frustrated. Did you see well, Ali's tweet? Um, the one that says, I don't want to compete in the Rumble. Like, I just want my release. Yeah, I don't want to be in the Rumble. I just want my release or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it's, uh, no, I, I, well, I get him. Yeah, he's yeah. like, come on, just let me go. Come on, don't be petty. Let me go. Tony let Storm got let go. go. Tony Storm got let go, and she's free as of today. She was on a 30 day, not even a 90 day, no compete. Oh, she was? She posted, she posted today that she's, Available for bookings as of today. That means that her contract didn't, at least it's an Alistair Black situation. She was still on her yeah. NXT no compete. You never got updated with her main roster stuff. Oh. 
But the other question is now, did she even sign a new contract when they brought her up, or was she still under her old NXT deal still? Oh, my God. Gotta watch Dynamite this week now. She's free as of today, and her Instagram now says Tony Storm Robinson, her boyfriend, Juice Robinson. That is his real last name. Mm Mm-hmm. Or did they get, um, or they got engaged? I think they're right? just, yeah. just I don't know if they got married, yeah, yeah. but I know they're engaged. But yeah, yeah. As far as yeah. the match here, the women's rumble, Tamina came out number three. Banks gave her some double knees off the apron, didn't even let her get in before she started attacking her. They got in the ring. Banks tried to eliminate her. Tamina fought her off. And it was weird because Tamina just kept saving people in this match. She did it like three times. She just kept saving people. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you throw them out so you try to win. You don't got no alliance. <laughs> Kelly. It was, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember who, there was one point later in the match, I was like, Tamina, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> it's the strategy. You want to eliminate people. Like, they were like, I, I, remember, I don't remember exactly who it was. I may have it here in my notes later. But, like, someone was getting thrown over. She grabbed the person back into the ring and just scoop slammed him in the middle of the ring or whatever. I'm like, could have mm-hmm. just thrown him out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But next up was number four, Kelly Kelly who was previously announced. Kelly Kelly got a little bit of offense on Tamina before Banks just eliminated her. Aaliyah then came out at number five. Liv Morgan, number six. Queen Zelina, number seven. Zelina will then eliminate Sasha, which really shocked me. Sasha got thrown which, up. Go for it. Well, no, I was just going to say, which makes you wonder, I know Sasha Banks came back on SmackDown last night, which I kind of just wish they would have saved as a surprise oh, yeah. for the Royal Rumble. Because everyone thought she was going to be out, what, six to eight weeks and was mm-hmm. not going to be back to what, end of February. So, did she have John Cena super healing powers so she was able to come back sooner than expected? Or maybe they did they eliminate her um, early because she didn't want her, they want her out there for too long and, and re-aggravate her injury. Maybe, because so. the original plan, the, the reason Charlotte was in this match was originally, she was supposed to defend against Sasha at the pay-per-view here tonight. And then when they thought Sasha was out, Charlotte goes, I'll be in the match. I'm going to be in the match. And so mm-hmm. now they couldn't go back on that. Charlotte already saying she's in, so they just said Sasha's going to be in. So I know that was the original plan, Sasha versus Charlotte with the title on the line tonight. And then miraculously hey no she's not as hurt as we thought same thing with drew which michael last night goes oh drew mcintyre doesn't need neck surgery well drew mcintyre showed up tonight didn't even need to stay out for more than two three weeks he was he was he was was out of action for what three and a half weeks or something like that but yeah with day one yeah mm -hmm. day one pay-per-view yeah Rosalina, like I said, eliminated Sasha Banks. Sasha had got thrown over, I think, by Tamina over the top rope. And then Zelina just kicks her, and she falls off. Bianca Belair, last year's winner, came in at number eight. She hit a little bit of offense before Dana Brooke would come down at number nine with Reggie. Michelle McCool came out at number 10. She almost eliminated Dana, but Reggie saved her. Michelle McCool then gave Zelina a style clash before throwing her out of the ring. Then we got number 11, Sonya Deville. And if you watched the pre-show and you watched SmackDown the last couple of weeks, you know the whole thing with Sonya. When my jacket's on, I'm not a superstar. I'm the official. She walks out and she's got the jacket on. She goes over to Corey Graves at ringside. And she's like, hey, can I get a headset and this and that? And then Jimmy Smith and, and Byron are all confused. And he goes, and Corey goes, hey, don't be so confused. This is WWE official uh, Sonya Deville. Look, she's got her jacket on. That means she's an official right now. She goes, 
Of course, Corey. I'll get in the match whenever I'm ready, but with my jacket on, I'm observing as an official. I'm like, oh, Lord. And then the way they played all of this, again, just like we said earlier, like, hopefully you got a good payday. Freaking Cameron. Hopefully she got a good payday, because Natty comes out in number 12. Not much really happens, and then out comes Cameron. And Byron Saxon notes, Naomi's old friend, old tag team partner. And Sonya apparently has no clue who Cameron is and goes, wait, she's friends with Naomi? And they're like, well, yeah. When they first came into WWE together, they were the Funkadactyls. And Byron's trying to do this whole backstory thing. And Sonya's just like, no, 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 no. She's friends with Naomi? So wait, Naomi would be mad if something happened to Ka Okay, I gotta go. And so she jumps into the ring and just beats the crap out of Cameron, throws her over the top rope. Cameron saves herself. She then grabs Cameron's head, smashes it on the turnbuckle, the post, and boom, Cameron falls out. Cameron was brought in just to apparently further Naomi and Sonya Deville, because apparently this ain't over. We get more of it later. I'm like, this isn't, we don't need more of this. Well, I, I, part of me was, I was kind of surprised that Sonya and Naomi had their match last night at SmackDown. I thought that was going to be a big, like, WrestleMania moment. Naomi finally defeats the big bad that's been bullying her and, and shutting her down at work. Um, but no, they gave it away on SmackDown this week in January. I was like, um, They could okay. still do it down the road because Sonya's the reason Naomi got eliminated. Yeah, and so w with that, I was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. hopefully this will keep going. But yeah, I, I would love to see Naomi get a big mm -hmm. uh, victorious win in front of a large crowd like at like a WrestleMania over Sonya Deville. Right, and then as soon as uh, Cameron gets eliminated, Naomi's music hits, like instantly, which is... I get it, but again, eh, a little rushed there. They should have like had a buffer person just so it didn't seem as planned out. Mm -hmm. She runs down. She starts going after Sonya Deville. Naomi gave her a disaster kick before kicking her out of the ring for the elimination. And Sonya just lays there at ringside for a good 20 minutes before she waits for her turn for her next thing. So Carmella comes out at number 15, and she goes down to the announce table, and she's like, talking with Corey Graves and them, and Corey's like, hey, I say all the time she's beautiful. How about you guys say that she's beautiful? And she's like, Carmella doesn't want to get in the ring or anything. And some other stuff goes on in the ring before, well, Charlotte Flair comes. No, Rhea Ripley comes out. Rhea Ripley comes out next. And I thought this was funny. Rhea comes out, runs straight to Carmella, throws her in the ring. And Corey goes, what are you doing? Why is she going after Carmella? And Byron goes, well, she doesn't want to get in the ring after the or before the person that came out before her. That just doesn't make sense, Corey. <laughs> I'm like, look at Byron with some not with some uh, what, what, what would it be? Logic. Byron trying yeah. to make logic out of stuff. You don't want the person that came out two minutes before you to still not be in the match yet. So, <clears throat> Rhea Ripley's in there. She gets double teamed for a moment with. Uh, by the women's tag team champions before she dumps them both. She throws them over the top rope and she gives them a double drop kick and they both go flying out of the ring. Out then at number 17, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. She eliminates Aaliyah pretty quickly. Charlotte almost eliminated Naomi, but Naomi saved herself with her feet. And then she's hanging there. Got her feet up under the ropes and Charlotte's kind of just standing like, hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to wait a second. And then all of a sudden, Sonya pops up out of nowhere. And she looks around. She goes, wait, 
She grabs Naomi by the arms. Naomi all of a sudden notices her. And then she yanks Naomi out of the ring. And Naomi's been eliminated. So this isn't over with. And then music hits. And I go, whose music is this? And then I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, wait. And it's Ivory coming out to the right to censor theme in the right to censor gear. I loved it. Comes down, she's got a mic in hand. She starts talking about the lost little girls in the ring. And so Rhea Ripley just picks her up, puts her on the apron over the top rope, pats her on the head and says goodbye and knocks her out. She's not, not, she had the mic. She's like, like hey, put me down. Yeah. She's like, put <laughs> me down, put me down. And then as, she, as she's flying off the apron, she's like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm like, okay, that was a cool 90 seconds of that. But Ivory is such a badass wrestler herself. And she has accomplished a lot and is one of the all-time great wrestlers. Um, But I get from an entertainment standpoint, they want to focus on her right to censor gimmick versus maybe uh, previous incarnations of her. Yeah, it was funny. But like, as you mentioned earlier, it was just interesting. All the, uh, you know, former WWE uh, female superstars that they mm. brought back a lot of them. Yeah. Just were quick in and out. Goodbye. So it was just kind of like, Oh, here's a former person from raw or SmackDown from years past. Oh, they're going to be in here in and yeah. out pretty quickly. So it was, that was, that was kind of surprising. They went down that route. So I'm looking at the list of everybody that was in Michelle McCool, Lita and the Bellas were the only like former superstars that got any time. Yeah, put up a good fight. Those four, yeah. So Brie Bella, speaking of the Bellas, comes out next to number 19. Got an actually pretty dang big reaction from this crowd. I was shocked. Uh, She did the yes chant, which everybody did along with her. And I saw a lot of people online going, well, this is weird because her husband's still wrestling but won't do it. Yet she comes here and does it. He does just the the hands out. Yeah, he does the arms out and then the crowd will do it. But he's like, hey, (laughs) respect the WWE. I created it there. I'm not going to do it here. But... She did it instead. Which, okay, for Brie Bella, I get it. It's her husband. So, yeah. So, she probably's like, okay, if he can't use it, I'll use it for my advantage to get a good reaction from the crowd. Next up, Mickey. Mickey did get a little a little time in this match, but it was yeah. kind of just she randomly got thrown out and didn't do anything of note was the thing. But Mickey did come out to the hardcore country theme, not her normal old WWE theme song. She had mm-hmm. the Impact Championship with her, and you could tell that that was a big deal for her to come out there with that song and have that bell, and she was just, like, soaking it up. But then she gets in the ring, goes at Michelle McCool for a moment, a limit, and, and then, like, not really much happened with her. I, yeah, like, I mean, it was cool, like, her and Michelle McCool had a little stare down because I, I believe they were in WWE around the same time. Well, right? that was the whole, the whole Piggy James was Michelle McCool and Layla. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, for me though, I did get goosebumps when she came out to her her TNA or Impact song. Well, it, it, yeah, her her the song that she's got on her album and stuff. Yeah, and but I I but I did get goosebumps seeing her with the title that was so cool. Impact yeah, wrestling. And she was going nuts walking down that ramp, and then she got and to the, the end, was raised the belt up, and she was she was freaking just like crazy, and, and then, the crowd was popping but it was just funny because she's still apparently obviously she's still an active wrestler but they kept calling her you know former wwe superstar legend and old school wrestler mickey james you think um two things i'll I'll ask you real quick 
do you think this is a way of trying to you know patch things up for the whole <clears throat> trash bag fiasco from last year also as a way potentially for her to maybe get inducted into the hall of fame this year and my second thing and i put this on twitter who do you think did bigger promotion for impact wrestling what mickey james did tonight showing up at the royal rumble with the impact knockouts title or kenny omega as uh impact world champion appearing it with the title on aew television that's a tough one so the the trash bag thing she said that she did eventually get a phone call and an apology Okay. So I think I don't know about Hall of Fame. I could like Mickey will go into the Hall of Fame eventually. Yeah, like that's a yeah. that's a given. Mm-hmm. But as far as who did more for Impact, I think I would have to say AEW only because of the Christian Kenny match with the title on the line. And, and and you know with Kenny as champion, they did get some great pay per view numbers, uh, right? Yeah, but on television, outside of that one match. It was more of just yeah. an aesthetic thing, and they never mentioned him as the Impact champion. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting, though, see how Impact capitalizes on this momentum Mickey James I mean, they did send out, them. before the show started, they put out a graphic with Mickey on it, and it said, Rumble, Mickey, Rumble. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So next up, the biggest shocker of all of them to me, Alicia freaking Fox at number 21. What? I was and, surprised how tatted up she is well, now. Well, Byron made some confidence comment about her and having all those. She's like, he's like, look at the confidence glowing on Alicia Fox and her tattoos. I'm like, wait, what? Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Nikki A.S.H. then comes out at number 22. Nikki, uh, Nikki's music hits, and Rhea stops in her tracks and just looks up at the, which looks like the NXT 2.0 entrance. And... She's just standing there, and you're, you hear the commentary going, well, this isn't smart by Rhea Ripley. You never want to turn your back on the competitors, especially when you're standing right up against the rope. Someone can throw you out of the ring. Well, Nikki comes in from the back, or from over by the commentary area through the crowd, tries to dump Rhea, and it doesn't work. Rhea fought her off. Summer Rae then comes out at 23. She went right after Natty, because apparently they've got a beef that I don't remember about. But Natty slapped the crap out of her at one point. Like, Natty slapped her hard. And Summer Rae knocks her down with the roundhouse kick. Charlotte then knocked down Summer Rae as she posed. Natty then just eliminates Summer Rae. Basically, so Natty saves Charlotte. No, Charlotte saves Natty. And then Charlotte goes, now throw her out, Natty. Like telling her what to do or whatever. I thought that was funny. She's like, now throw her out. I'm like, oh, Charlotte's just in charge of everybody here. (laughs) Nikki Bell then comes in at 24. Hits some offense. And went after Bianca Belair. Bree then saved Bianca, and they teamed up against uh, Alicia Fox. The Bellas then, this is a cool little callback, I guess you could say. They posed with Alicia Fox for a moment and then threw her out of the ring. How many people remember when they did the whole, you know, the four horse women came in, and they had, like, Sasha with Tamina and Naomi, and then they had the PCB. The random group was Alicia and the Bellas. So that was the cool callback here. Mm-hmm. Sarah Logan then comes out. She hits like two moves and then is thrown out by thrown out. Liv Morgan tries to save her, but it doesn't help. Bellas eliminate Sarah Logan. Then they eliminate um Liv and the crowd boos the crap out of the Liv elimination. They did not like that at all. Lita then comes out at 26 and just randomly eliminates Mickey James, who outside of her coming in, having the face-to-face with Michelle McCool and dumping her quickly, they didn't mention Mickey at all. And then all of a sudden, like 
Mickey gets thrown out, and I kind of hear Byron go, I think Mickey James has been eliminated. And, like, they try to cut to a camera at ringside, and there's, like, two refs standing in the way, so, like, the camera guy's going like this and, like, zooming in and out trying to catch it. And then mm -hmm. you finally see Mickey there on the floor just looking up like, I've been eliminated, kind of. They missed she, it. she looked shocked. Yeah. They missed the spot there after Lita dumped her. Molly Holly then comes out. And at first you go, oh, cool, Mo Molly Holly. It just says Molly Holly on the graphic. But she's actually Mighty Molly. So they didn't have Mighty Molly graphics, but they had the hurricane music for her. And then randomly, I guess there can only be one female superhero in the WWE because Nikki A.S.H. jumps out of the ring to attack her, throws her into the steel steps. And I'm like, so what? Nikki, so we're just trying to further say that Nikki's now a heel, but she's still wearing the babyface superhero costume. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And Molly Holly comes out, thrown into the ring because they're like, Oh, Molly Holly just got thrown into the steel steps. She may not even be able to get into the ring. Well, Nikki throws her in and then throws her right back out. Then <laughs> we get number 28. It's Ronda Rousey. Everybody that said that the crowd was not going to like Ronda being there, this crowd loved Ronda Rousey. Her music hit, and everybody was on their feet going wild. <laughs> Ronda comes down, starts eliminating people. She eliminates Nikki A.S.H., Rousey uh, avoided being eliminated by Nikki Bella. Breathe and eliminated Nikki on purpose. Shotzi comes out at number 29. Rousey then eliminates Brie and the music of Shayna Baszler hits. They then cut to Ronda Rousey and Ronda, super happy to see her BFF, or one of. Mm -hmm. Baszler runs down, hits Ripley with a knee, kind of looks at Ronda, but then they never really do anything together, which was a very missed opportunity for me. Yeah. <clears throat> They kind of tease, um, like, they kind of tease because the final four was Shayna, Lita, Charlotte, and Ronda. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of teased some stuff there, but not really much happened. Rousey and Baszler looked at each other, like I said, for Natalia. No, 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 no. They teased a tag, a possible tag match with, but what brand is Natty on, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. So they could do right. this. They, I, it, I think so. And they could do this. They did slightly tease possibly Charlotte and Natty versus Ronda and Shayna. They kind of had like Ronda and Shayna were kind of standing on one side. Charlotte and mm -hmm. Natty were over here. So maybe they can do that tag match. Mm -hmm. But eventually, Belair eliminates Natalia. Uh, Natty then comes right back in because apparently she wasn't supposed to be a list. It was weird. So like Ronda throws... Natty over the ropes. Natty saves herself. Bianca then runs at, uh, at Ronda. Ronda moves, and it knocks off Natty. Well, apparently, from what it looked like, that wasn't the plan. And so Natty jumps back in, looks at Ronda, says something. I couldn't tell, but you could see her mouth something. And then Ronda mm -hmm. just dumps her. So it, it really looked like Ronda was supposed to eliminate her. Bianca actually did. And she just said, nope. Live TV, let's do the spot again. So, Lita then gives Charlotte a twist of fate at one point. Lita went for a top rope moonsault, and Ripley knocked her off the top rope. Charlotte then eliminates Lita with a big boot. Ripley then drove Rousey into the ring post for Charlotte booted Ripley from the ring. Belair and Charlotte had a little exchange here before Belair got Baszler up for the KOD. Baszler fell out of the ring as Charlotte also chucked uh, Belair. So it's Charlotte and Rousey. 
a WrestleMania match. I assume this is going to be the night one main event, probably. Because you would assume, here's your night one main event, night two, Roman Brock. So they're looking at each other, and Rousey countered a big boot at one point, and then fairly quickly just, like, grabbed the leg and, like, inched her, inched her over to the ropes and then dumps her out. Charlotte gets eliminated. Crowd, it was Crowd cheered big for it. Yeah, I, I, for me, though, it was like, okay, you got the final four. They eliminated two of them pretty quickly, and it was just, uh, you know, Charlotte and Ronda. And I'm <clears> thinking, <throat> okay, let's have a match within a match now. That That's right. what I kind of always like about Royal Rumble is, like, when you get down to the final two, maybe go at it for a couple minutes. So, like, it's, it's a match of a match. It's the first time these two are going at it since WrestleMania 35 with the triple threat mm. with Becky. So it's like, okay, maybe we'll get a little bit. But no, they kind of, <clears throat> Ronda eliminated Charlotte pretty quickly after that. Yeah. So I, I think from a suspense standpoint, it just felt flat. Because like, what? That was just kind of quick and sudden as well. It was just no drama built mm -hmm. up to it. it. So Especially like after last year when in the final two were Bianca and, and Rhea. And they went back and forth for a good like two, mm -hmm. three minutes trying to eliminate the other and saving themselves and jumping back in and going, going, going. But this was like Shayna and Bianca get eliminated and they go like, what, 90 seconds maybe? Yeah, because that was the thing. It was like, yeah, Bianca and Rhea last year, it was kind of cool. Like they're taking turns mm -hmm. trying to eliminate each other. They're like, oh my God, one foot's hanging and all that yeah. stuff. And this one was just like, all right, I grabbed you, throw you over, bye. It was like, was like 90 seconds of just them two, but like 45 to 60 of that was them circling, just looking yeah, at each other. exactly. Yeah, so... It, that, that I mean, I guess, you know, powers that be are like, oh, that's all we need. We'll save the match right. for WrestleMania. I'm like, okay. So, I, yeah. Right. Now I got a question for you, though. If that was anybody other than Charlotte Flair at the end, do they boo Ronda? Or do they cheer her because she eliminated Charlotte? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Like, if, if that was Bianca at the end. You think they would have booed Rhea or not Rhea? Oh, uh, Rousey? I, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, it, it's because um, that's the thing. When, you know, news came out early this week that Ronda was going to be back, and a lot of people were a little upset because they're like, oh, <clears> oh my gosh, you know, she's going to win <clears> automatically. <throat> and I think a lot of people were upset because they wanted maybe Bianca to win because they're like, I think a lot of people are assuming Ronda's going to win the Rumble and then challenge Becky at mania and then a lot of people are when you think about that are upset because okay well that means bianca belair is now on the outside looking in and she probably <clears> will not get her match then her revenge match against becky for what happened in SummerSlam. so mm -hmm. i i think i think a lot of people are like assuming when they saw ronda win tonight or uh, uh what happened here or ronda returning at the rumble it's like all right well i guess she's gonna win and gonna face becky but the fact that it ended with the two of them with Charlotte and the way it ended, like, okay, so maybe Ronda and Charlotte is going to be the program going forward to WrestleMania. <clears throat> Therefore, Becky's challenger is still open-ended. And so maybe we can still get that Bianca match with her and Bianca can get her, her, her payback and, you know, get her title back and yeah, get revenge for SummerSlam and break Becky Lynch's three year plus, if you want to count, 
count that as a title, <laughs> multiple title reigns, or you know, we all know about you know her time away and everything. But <clears throat> that might be a good way, a, a storybook fairy tale ending for Bianca to get her win at WrestleMania, be the mm-hmm. second year in a row for her, you know, winning a title at WrestleMania. So um, I'm okay with that. If Ron and Charlotte is going to be the storyline moving forward for WrestleMania, that's good. Yeah. That gives so. If, you know, Smack SmackDown gets Ronda Rousey because SmackDown's yep. been Fox wants Ronda for so long. Fox wanted uh, Ronda before they signed the deal. Apparently, the word was that Triple H and Stephanie and I think Nick Khan before he was even in WWE helped with the deal. Went into the meeting with Fox, and on the TV in the conference room was a picture of Ronda Rousey and WWE and the Fox logo. Oh my god! Like, they've wanted Ronda on their network for a while. So. <laughs> Man, so if you think about it, Fox is really going to get the former UFC people, Brock and mm-hmm. Ronda, for the WrestleMania. Yeah. So the word, now. the word from Dave Meltzer last night was Ronda is going to be more or less on the SmackDown roster. She will make appearances on Raw. It was officially announced she will be on Raw Monday, but she is going to be technically on the SmackDown roster. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Fox is going to finally get her some notes from this Rumble though. Charlotte Flair had the most eliminations of six, which is not the record, though. Bianca and Shayna have the record of eight for mm-hmm. the Women's Rumble. And Ronda had five eliminations. Those are the mm. most eliminations. The closest after that was Brie Bella. With- Brie had three randomly. Like, I don't even know who she eliminated. <clears throat> she eliminated Liv Morgan. Well, yeah, Liv Morgan. Yeah, so it was Liv Sarah Logan and Nikki, which two of those technically were her and Nikki together. So what's going to happen with the Bella twins now? Like you nothing. eliminated me. Yeah. It's just nothing. Well, cause didn't in that, in the first rumble, didn't Nikki actually eliminate Brie and then Oscar ended up winning. So that's what this was a callback to. Oh, uh, okay. It was which... the Bellas and Oscar Nikki eliminated Brie and then Oscar ended up winning after eliminating Nikki. Okay, well, that's a good call back there. But, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I guess where this match fell flat with me was, okay, you had seven <clears throat> openings, as you said, yeah. of, like, unannounced names. So I'm like, ooh, is there maybe some other legends or Hall of Famers that they could tap into or some NXT call-ups or, you know, return of, you know, it, is Bailey El- able to come back, Alexa Bliss, Asuka? None of that. So I think that's why... The rumble of this match, at least myself, maybe other people's expectations were really high, thinking, oh man, we're gonna get some cool returns and whatnot. Yeah. It just felt kind of flat. I was like, oh, that's I, it. That's honestly, it. I can't name one other than like Sonya pulling out Naomi. That's the only thing of note that I can really name from this match. That's the only thing of note, like a, a uh, a memorable spot that we're going to remember past tomorrow. Oh yeah, Sonya actually yanked out Naomi. Other than that, and uh, other than that, Ronda winning. No one's going to remember anything else from this match. Well, that Ronda winning and Mickey coming out with a belt. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's a bummer because the Royal Rumble. And unfortunately, uh, the Men's Rumble was not much more notable. Exactly, <clears throat> felt kind of flat with me as well. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And again, like I said, the Benz match was also eight minutes shorter. Man, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. You know what no. else was not memorable was this do drop Becky Lynch match. <laughs> and 
And Becky seemed frustrated throughout parts of this match. Like, she had this look on her face like, oh, is this over yet? And this went almost 13 minutes. It did not need to go this long at all. Crowd didn't, yeah. crowd didn't care, but you know why the crowd didn't care? Because when Ronda won and her the pyro went off, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire. She had the point. They all have the point. That's yep. the rule. You got a point. Hey, in order to Ronda can now say that I pointed for the right reasons. Because before Ronda pointed without ever winning a rumble, now she could say, "Well, I won a rumble, and now I had I, I earned the right to point." <laughs> no, but, the match itself, <laughs> I, I was like, I noticed like you, we're watching. You see everyone in the crowd like looking off to the side and like pointing, pulling their phones down. Like, is there a fight going on? <laughs> is there someone coming through the stands? Uh, but then sure enough, yeah, on Twitter, the WrestleMania sign caught on fire and was like dripping fire down so they clear the whole section. Yeah, right, so they, for yeah they had like clear a whole section of people. They pulled the sign down, fixed it or whatever, and then put it back. So that was interesting. But e- even with that, like, I don't know how long all that took. Maybe it took the whole time in this match. I don't know. But like the crowd was never at all into this match, at least. No, on a television on, on on TV, it didn't sound like they were ever into this match. But um, let's see, Lynch tried for the disarmor early, and Dewdrop lifted her up and hit a power bomb, and then she went for a cannonball and got a two off of it. Dewdrop tried to evade her bomb, and Lynch got her knees up. Followed this up with a Molly go round. Uh, Dewdrop laid her over the top ropes. Lynch uh, came back into the ring and hit a diving leg drop for a two. Dewdrop followed this up with a big ending for a two of her own. Dewdrop went for a bonsai drop, but Lynch went after her and hit a manhandle slam-ish kind of move and picked up the mm-hmm. victory. Not much of note here in a 13, well, 12 minutes and 58 second match. Yeah, unfortunately for Dewdrop, I mean, this was obviously just a one-off filler match just to give Becky an opponent for Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hope Bianca Belair is going to be the one to be Becky's <clears throat> opponent at for WrestleMania, as I mentioned earlier. <clears throat> but yeah, not much happened here. The crowd seemed out of it, dead. Most of this match was unfortunate for, you know, for Becky. Um, yeah, not, not much to talk about. I mean, moving forward, no, let's, we'll see what happens here. But yeah, it, it just, it felt kind of flat as well. And yeah, so, and that's the thing. I always wonder in that situation, who's responsible? Is it the wrestler's fault for not getting the crowd involved? Is it should, is it the crowd's fault for not paying attention? So here you you have a legit excuse with the whole they're fiddling with the big sign in the building. Yeah, you you yeah. do have a legit excuse on. Don't blame the wrestlers; they just went out there and did their match. But the mm-hmm. crowd, there was a legit reason why the crowd was actually you know distracted the whole time. But you keep saying Bianca, Bianca, Bianca for Ronda. I say Bailey. I say for Bailey. Ben. Bailey for Becca, you mean for Becky? For Becky, I say Bailey, who was at home watching this match. She was that, not there, but I say bring back Bailey. And let's go Bailey versus Becky. Did they? <clears throat> did they ever? I'm trying to think. Cross paths recently? Oh no. So technically, I guess that would be a fresher matchup. For Becky, I'm just thinking. I'm just the last think, time like, they were in a match together was the 2020 Survivor Series Triple Threat with the NXT SmackDown and Raw Women's Champions. Okay. And then the last so, time, if, if I'm looking here correctly, the last time they had a 
singles match April of 2019. Okay, so yeah, WrestleMania will be three years then. So I can see them. Yeah, I mean, that could be from a fresh storyline. That would be interesting. But now, yeah, when Bailey does come back. How the do word you... is Bailey back mid to late March, if not early, early February. Is she was she ever she wasn't drafted right? was she no, drafted undrafted okay just like just like Oscar undrafted I miss Oscar <laughs> unless they do like Bianca Oscar it's just for fun non-title match at WrestleMania um man I do miss Oscar though I mean at this point Oscar in her career she could be the good veteran to help put over the younger talent right well and just deliver great matches so. I hope she comes back soon. As we move forward, we had Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And just despite all of it, I thought this match was great. It went longer than I expected, but there was like a three, four minute like low period towards the end when they set up the whole Roman Reigns stuff. So if this if they if they didn't do the Roman stuff, this would have been right what I said. I said no longer six to eight minutes. But I Go for it. I thought it was, no, I, I thought it was going to be like a lot of power spots or or or, or I mean like finisher type moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I like the beginning. It was like a test of strength. Like, all right, two big hosses going at it. It's like, all right, they're feeling each other out and like you know you know pushing each other around a little bit, uh, getting you know uh, familiar with each other. Uh, but no, but the match itself how it then progressed. Like I like seeing Bobby get some offense in. He got a you know the the German suplex on Brock Lesnar. And Brock was kind of taken back. Like, hey man, you throwing me around? And then Brock came right back and started throwing him around, suplexing him. So, I <clears throat> it's a match we've been wanting for years. We finally got it, and you know, for the most part, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, I, no. I knew it was going to be short. Yeah, other than the Roman stuff, it lived up to everything I was expecting. Yeah, exactly. Bobby even got to slightly bring the mayor of Suplex City to Suplex City. <laughs> it's like, come on back. You want? Let's take. Let's go for a trip. <laughs> the Lesnar and Lashley tied up early on, but it went nowhere. They were equally strong. They tied up again, and Lesnar went behind for a German suplex, but Lashley got right out or right up off the German. Lesnar was amused that Bobby did. That he basically no sold the German suplex. Lashley then returned the favor and hit a German of his own which impressed, uh, impressed Brock. Brock got, dude, he got a smirk on his face when Lashley no-sold it. Then he got a grin and a smile when he actually got hit with a German. Like, oh, you're going to do my move on me? All right, here, watch what I can do. And he hit him with like three or four in a row. And I think at one point, Lashley landed right on his head. Lashley then popped up with a bloody lip and a little pissed off. He hammered away and countered at an F5 and hit a spear. Lashley knew that that wouldn't be enough, so he tried to go for another spear. Lashley tried to spear through the barricade just like he did at day one, but Brock had him scouted. Brock sidestepped him. Lashley went through the barricade. Lashley then jumped up and pushed Brock into the ring post. Lesnar then followed this with four German suplexes in a row in the ring. Lesnar set it for an F5, but Lashley countered into the hurt lock, and he stayed in this hurt lock for a while. Mm-hmm. Actually held him in there for quite a while. And here's my question. So he's got him in the hurt lock and Brock's arms are like this all out and stuff. But what if Brock would have like, and I don't know, you know, submission wrestling or anything, if this is even possible. What if Brock mm-hmm. would 
put his arms straight up and just dead weight. But maybe if he <laughs> dead weights, just slide right, his arms right out or something. Because Bobby's like, oh, crap, I can't hold him up. I'm just saying. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know submission wrestling. But if you put your hands straight, and so, like, you can just, like, try to slide him down, but you can't. But if you dead weight yourself, and so he, Bobby's got to hold you up because you're dead weighted, and eventually, you know, 283-pound Brock Lesnar is going to get a little heavy dead weighted. He slides right through. I don't know. But it's like, it's like a kid <clears throat> refusing to put his shirt on. Right? <laughs> Don't touch me. No, it's like, uh, here's a little example from when I was a kid. When your dad says, <laughs> I'm going to get the belt on you. So you jump on the floor and he's like, oh, I'm going to whip you in the ass. But you put your yeah. feet up in the way so he can't get your 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 butt. But he hits you with the belt in the bottom of your feet instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trust me, yeah. I did that shit so many times. And then my dad was like, oh, so you, you want to try and fight this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but eventually Lashley gets pushed into the corner where the referee actually was. They smash the referee. Lesnar then follows this up with an F5. But as he throws Le- uh, Lashley off of him, Lashley knocks the referee down yet again. Uh, Lesnar goes for the pin, but there's no ref to count it. And then out comes Roman Reigns, who spears Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Reigns then looks at Paul Heyman. And it's 2002 all over again. Paul Heyman has screwed Brock Lesnar. He hands the WWE Championship to Roman Reigns. Roman hits Brock over the head with the belt. And then Bobby Lashley pins him to win. So here's the question. Another ref came out to count that pin. So that ref saw everything that happened with Roman. Why didn't that ref call the DQ? He was blind. He, he was in the gorilla position, couldn't see anything. But Lashley uh, crawled yeah. over to Brock, pinned Brock. One, two, three, MVP hands Lashley the title. The two celebrated, and the crowd was booing. They were booing. But, hey, I like Bobby Lashley's WWE champion, so I don't, I don't mind it. A crappy finish. Both world title matches didn't have favorable finishes. But, yeah. I don't mind Bobby Lashley's I'm, champion. I think Bobby Lashley's great as WWE champion. He looks like a million bucks with oh, yeah. the WWE championship. You know, with and, his, his suit game on top. You know, uh, he, here's he the looks, other he thing. looks great. Here's the other thing I've said about Bobby Lashley. Is Bobby Lashley may not be, like, the best promo. Yeah. Maybe that's why they got MVP with him. Yet, mm-hmm. he sounds like a guy that's not trying to recite lines, though. He sounds like a guy at a UFC or a boxing press conference that's talking smack in real-world situations to an opponent. He doesn't sound like, you know, he's not a great actor-promo guy, but he also doesn't sound like someone trying to remember his lines. He just sounds like Mm -hmm. a guy, and maybe that's because he's got experience doing this with Bellator and all that. He sounds like a guy talking shit to his opponent before their upcoming fight. He sounds real. And, and, and And I agree with you, yeah. He just sounds like a guy, he's like... You know, I, I, I'm I'm here for business, her business, you might say. <laughs> but no, but he, he 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 he's coming to fight and he's ready to go. You know, it's like I'm I'm not here trying to win you over with my words. Mm. I, I'll I'll I'm gonna hit you in the face. And so no, I'm I'm super happy for him. Um, as far as uh, um, you know, he he was, 
you know, he won the championship the first time around in the Thunderdome, and he got to experience a little bit of a run as WWE champion when they went back in the road last July before Big E took it off him. Um, so I'm excited for him to get another title win in front of a live audience. So yeah. this moment tonight, I was yeah. happy for him to get that experience, that the, the energy from the crowd. And now I'm excited to see what he does with it as champion moving forward mm -hmm. in front of a live audience as well. So exactly. I, I, like I said, he looks great. That title looks great on him. He looks like such a credible WWE champion. Um, and it, I, I'm so happy. Now, granted, I hopefully down the road at some point in the future, Drew McIntyre gets that same treatment because – you know, he won his title right. in the Thunderdome the, or uh, the, the Performance Center and was champion during the Thunderdome era. So I hope at some point Drew McIntyre gets a make good and gets that same type of treatment. You have a super chat here. It says, uh, Tim, with all the goofy costumes the wrestlers were wearing tonight, was this Royal Rumble or Halloween Havoc? Also, Brock Lesnar losing the WWE title was dumb. Well, I wouldn't say dumb. It kind of made sense for how they had to put how they got Brock into the Rumble, but I do think you know a lot of times you know WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, they all have special gear and stuff made. So, mm -hmm. but I, I get the joke there. I get the joke. And also this other question: Any news on when Lacey Evans is going to come back? Not a clue. Actually, I do see something on Twitter. Oh, um, let's see. Mike Johnson is reporting. Uh, Lacey Evans is not slated for the Royal Rumble, but she has been working out at the Performance Center. In I did see that, yes. So, uh, but not confirmed on a timeline. So, right. Hopefully soon, I would say. Yeah. So she's working out. So, hopefully, pretty soon. And we then move into Edge and Beth Phoenix against the Miz and Maurice. Match went 12 and a half minutes. And I do have to say, it was better than I expected. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. It was better than I expected. <laughs> Even though for some reason, whenever Maurice was running the circles around the ring, she was like yeah. running in a weird way to like, she was trying to run. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The way she was running was like, and this might sound bad, <laughs> but the way she was running and kept pulling her gear up was like, she was, hoping her boobs didn't fall out while she was running. Because a lot of times she would, like, run or take a bump, and she'd immediately grab at her chest to check her gear. <laughs> no, she had a very, you know, uh, uh, I guess the word sexy outfit, you know, tonight at the Royal Rumble. And, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's very much about the look, but I, I'm wondering from a practical standpoint how reliable it is <laughs> as wrestling gear. Right. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, with that being said, I mean, I'm sure for her, she's more concerned about the look and how, you know, looks for, for on TV and stuff. But yeah, from an actual practical wrestling standpoint, she's probably, there, there's some flaws and, you know, she therefore has to constantly check on herself and mm. make sure nothing's popping out. But it was just weird. Cause like she would like run normal for a second and then she'd like do the whole thing where like you're running, but you're taking like six steps for every real one step. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> Regardless, I think this match actually was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. They really played the dynamic of the whole men versus women thing really well. And yeah. we've now learned that whenever a real-life couple in WWE wants to work together, you throw them Miz and Maurice because you know they're going to give you a solid, dependable match. And, and, and that's the thing. I know a lot of people were kind of hating on the idea of Edge facing off with the Miz, uh, you know, going back to day one, and then 
it seemed inevitable that this will be the rematch of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think for Edge, you know, from a realistic standpoint, real life standpoint, I'm sure for him, you know, he's getting a second life or second chance at a wrestling career. So I'm sure for him, he has a bucket list of opponents he wants to face. And we see him chipping away at that since his return mm-hmm. two years ago. But I'm sure one of those things is to have a, a match with his wife. So exactly. I think for him, you know, this match is not going to be, you know, the greatest match like he had with Randy Orton or anything. But nonetheless, as far as for him personally and his family, I'm sure it was a really feel good moment that he had a second chance at wrestling again and he was able to experience at this moment with his wife and they'll forever have this match working together so i'm sure for them and as you saw the kids were their daughters were sitting ringside as well so i'm sure for the whole family it was just a fun night out for them just you know something that they all could experience together especially his daughters to see mommy and daddy wrestle together so it, it was a feel-good moment for them i think exactly as far as the match does go uh where was i Miz realized that Beth Phoenix was behind him at one point and was concerned here because like, what was it? Miz and no, hold on, my notes are all kind of messed up here. Uh, Miz, oh, Miz and Ed started off the match, and Maurice did what she usually does to try and avoid Beth Phoenix by running away and this and that. And then Beth Phoenix is in the ring, and she's standing behind the Miz, who's literally only like two, three inches taller than her. So that was a cool little thing there. It's like Beth's pretty tall for a female. Or maybe Miz is short. I don't know. How tall is Miz? I thought Miz was at least six foot. Um, He is he is shorter than me. This says Miz is, according to Google, he's 6'2". Mm, that's a stretch. I'll have to send you a photo of him and I. Well, that's what I was going to say. I've met him before. I'm 5'10", and he was maybe an inch taller than me. That's why I thought he was six. But I thought he was about, about six foot. <laughs> Uh, he's probably six <laughs> one on a good day. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beth was right behind him. She started laying in, and the referee Jessica Carr, who we have now learned is basically Edge's personal referee, Jessica Carr. And so she's hammering away at him in the corner. The referee's like, "No, you can't do that. Get off of him. Get off of him." And she keeps going before Maurice hits her with the purse. And Byron goes, what's the brick in the purse? And they show a replay of Maurice throwing the purse out of the ring. And if the damn brick was in the purse, it wouldn't have bounced off the floor and hit the barricade and then bounced off the barricade. And I'm like, no, there was no brick in there because it wouldn't have bounced. It would have just hit the floor and laid there, stayed there. So no, there was no brick in the purse or the clutch bag, whatever you want to call it. But this does knock out Beth Phoenix at one point. Beth's laying there. And Edgegan, or no, she picks up Beth and they do a little double clothesline, double down spot. They each then tagged into their their respectable husbands. But it was funny because I don't understand why in a mixed tag team match, you got to tease on commentary. Who's going to get to their opponent first? Who's going to get to their opponent first and get that tag? Because in a regular tag team match, isn't, isn't it you want to tag your, your partner first so then they can stop the other tag? Mm-hmm. Or is it in a mixed tag, you just want to be able to get in the ring before the other... Well, no. That still doesn't make sense. Because if Maurice pins Edge, or Maurice pins Miz, Edge doesn't have to wait for Beth to tag him. He just jumps right in. Yeah, because they got to make the automatic switch. So the whole, who's going to get the tag first, doesn't really work on commentary in a mixed tag team match. But regardless, 
Edge jumps in, hits a flying elbow drop on him down to Miz off of a powerbomb. Maurice then drove Beth Phoenix into the steel steps as Edge gave Miz a flapjack. Maurice helped Miz avoid the spear, and Maurice used a very actually nice-looking Hurricane Rana on Edge. The referee was distracted, and as Edge hits off the Hurricane Rana, she all of a sudden goes, what just happened? Like this, She literally like looks and yells, what happened? Maurice then gave Beth Phoenix her French kiss DDT. Miz gave Edge a skull-crushing finale, and the crowd thought that was it. When Edge kicked out, everybody was shocked. Ms. Maurice then tried teaming up on Beth, but Phoenix gave Maurice a spear before Edge and Beth both speared Ms. together. They then did multiple glam slams, or as, as Jimmy Smith called it, the Glamazon slam. Mm-hmm. And then Edge pinned Ms. to pick up the victory. So again, not a bad match at all, and it was actually better than I expected. Yeah, it was a fun, you know, filler match. You know, it took place, you know, right after, you know, the WWE Championship and just kind of filled up before the Royal Rumble match kicked off. You know, it, it served its purpose as far as its placement on exactly. the card. I mean, I, you would think the WWE Championship would have been before the Rumble match, but this was like a good placeholder just to get, you know, um, some breathing room mm-hmm. amongst the crowd, you know, after the big WWE Championship and how that played out and everything. So now it's like, okay, um, you know, it, it, it was fine. I hope, okay, now, you know, the edge can move on to something else a little bit more. You know, he's had, you know, December and January deal with the Miz. Now it's like, okay, let's give him a bigger opponent for WrestleMania season. Yeah. So now it's like, let's get him amped up again. He might take some time off him, but maybe what in March or something, he could like, you know, start gearing up for his next opponent. But it's, it's formulaic, formulaic WWE booking. You do a big match, a buffer, and then your main event. That's how they usually mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Going forward, we go to our main event. It's the men's Royal Rumble match. And my, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay. So the men are going on last. That means they got something bigger than Ronda Rousey? Yeah, just be Brock. I would have thought, yeah, everyone's expecting Brock, and Brock may win, and this and that. But... I feel like Ronda closing the show probably would have been a bigger deal and better for like media purposes. Like the last thing you see is Ronda Rousey instead of the last thing you see is a confused Brock Lesnar who doesn't know where the sign is. Do you think Ronda, I I forgot to mention this earlier. You think Ronda should have just entered at number 30 instead of what at number was it? 28. It was 28. So it was just kind of randomly there. Like, the number 30 oh. spot is like that fun, like, oh my God, who's the last one? And that's the thing. It was like when people were, I mean, the crowd was, you know, I like when crowds in the past go five, four, three, mm. two, one. This one, they weren't as loud, at least. And then even still, when people, the number 30 spots, like, oh my God, who's the last one? And, you know, it felt kind of flat, you know, when Shayna came out. But still, like I think Ronda should have been safe for that number thirty spot. It'd just be like, oh, it has to be her. Yeah, you know, it just would have been, I think, more entertaining, sweet spot for her. True, but I think the reason that they had Ronda come out when she did is just so there was a little more, more. There were more people still left in the ring that she can eliminate. She did eliminate five people. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, hold on. Was this? I'm looking off the Wikipedia. Did they give uh-huh. her credit? Does this Wikipedia? Yeah, the Wikipedia does give her credit for 
the natty elimination. So that is five. But as far as the men's rumble does go. Oh, they did. Oh, my God. They did course correct that. Oh, my God. But it is Wikipedia. So anybody can check and go on there and put it back as Bianca Belair right now. But put your name down. Put your name down. You eliminated (laughs) her. (laughs) But we start the men's Royal Rumble with AJ Styles. And I go, oh, boy. AJ going to run the Iron Man. He does the Shawn Michaels pose on the ramp. Kick it off. I I love that. that That's a little cool thing there. And then who comes out second? Shinsuke Nakamura. And I go, oh, yeah. Give it to me. But they really didn't do much. I, okay. I, I mean, for me, it was like, ooh, rematch of WrestleMania, New Orleans, what, 34? Um, when Shinsuke won the Royal Rumble that year. Uh, but also, of course, was it Wrestle Kingdom 10? I think it was. They had their match there. I believe. When, when uh, AJ Bullet Club and whatnot, um, I thought it was cool. Commentary did acknowledge they've had battles across different continents. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good, good. You know, acknowledging wrestling history because WWE likes to when they talk about they don't like to acknowledge a wrestler's past and other companies. Um, but with that being said, though, you know they they just focused on their time in WWE right. only. So it's just cool that they acknowledge, you know, these but two what? have history. It was uh, Pat like, McAfee it, who does go off on his own sometimes. He's like, these two have had encounters on multiple continents, Cole. Which I love Pat McAfee for that. Because for us wrestling fans, we know we know all that stuff. So it's just cool when someone acknowledges that. So we just, you know, it's right. like a wink to us, like a nice little Easter egg there. So they don't really do much. And then it seems like all of us, like, they're in the ring and they're kind of going back and forth, but it's very slow. And then all of a sudden, number three comes out and it's Austin Theory which I found hilarious because on Raw, he's like, hey, Mr. McMahon, let me come out number 27. Let me come out number 30. You want to give me the number 30 spot? And then what? He comes out number three. I found that very funny playing off of on Raw when he tried asking Vince for a, he tried asking Vince for a a later number. And Vince's like, you think I can, you think I can just do that? Give me whatever spot I want. Unless that's Vince punishing him somehow. Um, but, and then speaking of, you know, Austin's opponent, you know, Finn Balor, I was shocked to know Finn Balor tonight. Yeah, never announced. Because I kept, so before Brock came out, my friend kept going, Finn's coming out 30. Finn's going to come out. I'm like, dude, no, Finn was never announced for this match. So I don't know why. I don't know why you got to have Finn, no Finn Balor. Like, how, how cool would it have been if Finn came out third with AJ and Nakamura in the ring? Oh, that gave me. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, it just for me. I guess you know. I know we'll go through all the entries and stuff. I guess what kind of felt flat for me for this match, this Royal Rumble match, it just it was a mixture of a lot of like mid carders and like tag team guys. And so, you know, listen, I, I know they're all part of the current roster right now, but I was kind of hoping for some more <laughs> bigger names, bigger stars. Um. More surprises. You mean you mean there's no bigger star than number five, Ridge Holland? The crowd was so quiet for him. I posted, I posted, Ridge Holland is number five, and a picture of him coming down to the ring like I did for everybody. And I got someone going, "Who? I never heard of this guy before." <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, do I? Did Pat McAfee ever say anything about you know? Because oh. No, because he has history in NXT yeah. together. He has never mentioned it on on that I've noticed on television on SmackDown. 
Yeah, it goes Pat McAfee, Ridge Holland, and Oni Lorkin and Ish. Danny Birch. Itch, yeah, going up against you know Undisputed Era. So, well, no. <sighs> or was it after? Ridge wasn't in the War Games match because it was just the Four Undisputed Era, and it was Pat, Oni, Birch, and oh, Dunn. And Dunn. Done. But then That's they right. like right. then they like brought in Ridge Holland either right after they brought him in like right That's after right. or yeah. right before or whatever and he got hurt. I don't I don't remember the exact timeline, but yeah, yeah. Pat left and then uh they brought uh Ridge and then he got hurt right when he caught the guy on yeah. the outside. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Like I remember the injury, but I just don't remember the whole mm-hmm. timeline and everything. But yeah, I forgot to mention number four was Robert Rude. Number five was Ridge Holland. Which, real quick, I gotta say, <clears throat> please, WWE. You know, when, when Robert Root is by himself coming out to these big shows, play Glorious. I just yeah. play the Glorious theme song just to get the crowd amped up. That would have been a good time. Because you hear the up. whole dong, like the piano yes. thing. And then it's just like, nope. God dang it. But just the crowd just glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Oh, and then the little guitar solo. Oh, God. I just, that would have woke up the crowd. Come on, people. Just. Do it. Oh. Like I said, number five was Ridge Holland and Styles had somewhat already eliminated both Robert, Robert Root and Nakamura at this point. And then out number six was Montez Ford. Number seven was Damian Priest. Number eight was Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes in at number eight. And number nine is Johnny Knoxville. Pat McAfee has to tell us, Johnny Knoxville's hanging out with Brock Lesnar last night, and Brock Lesnar literally put Wee Man through a table in that five-star restaurant. <laughs> that was funny. So Johnny Knoxville comes down. He's got his buddies with him, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And then AJ Styles, they're in the ring together, and AJ Styles is like, hey, hit me as hard as you can. So he smacks AJ across the chest, and Pat goes, oh, Johnny Knoxville, you may not have wanted to do that. So AJ beats the crap out of Johnny Knoxville. Ford then gave Knoxville a frog splash. Holland then put Knoxville up on the apron before Sami Zayn booted him and kicked him out. So, Knoxville got his little time in there. We'll see where that plays. Probably nothing. I think it's just a one and done thing. AJ I then. Oh, go. Uh, I, I was just gonna say I was just bummed. I thought Steve-O would come out with him too. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I got. I'll, I know it's a little late now, but I'll text Steve-O tomorrow and be like, "Hey, man." I thought you were going to be at the Royal Rumble, man. Could have been doing an appearance. So, Sammy kicks out Johnny Knoxville. And as he's like, yeah, AJ dumps him. So, Sammy's out. Angelo Dawkins then comes out at number 10. Omos comes out at number 11. And Omos immediately, quickly eliminates both of the Street Profits. Ricochet then comes out at number 12. He drop kick Omos for Omos just to drop him down to the mat. Chad Gable then comes out in number 13 and tries to, quote, rally the troops against Omos. He's like, hey, we're all together bigger than him. And he looks at Damian Priest and goes, you're big too. Go get him. Smart strategy, man. Right. Gable tried sending Priest at Omos, but Omos easily eliminated him. Just threw him out of the ring. So much for the United States champion. Everyone starts teaming up on Omos as Dominic Mysterio comes in at number 14. Styles then ran towards the group. And helped eliminate Omos. Happy Corbin then came out. And Pat McAfee now likes Corbin or whatever. But then he had to say, if you don't know who this is, this is that bum-ass guy that was on SmackDown a couple months ago. Now he's happy. 
Corbin comes out at number 15, and he easily eliminates Ricochet. Dolph Ziggler comes out at number 16, and they do let us know that other than Kane, nobody has been in the Rumble more times than Dolph Ziggler. He's got number 16. Kane's got 18 entrances. Mm, okay. And they said later, Kofi Kingston is number three at 15 Rumbles he's been in. <clears throat> I think that's what they said on commentary. I don't know. Okay. Going forward, uh, Corbin eliminated Dominic. They didn't even let him be in there with his pops. Styles eliminated Austin Theory. Sheamus then comes in at number 17. And as Sheamus is walking up to the ring, whoop, there goes Rich Holland right in front of him. I thought Sheamus was maybe going to like catch him or something and help him not get eliminated. But nope. He flips over the top rope and Sheamus is like, Hey, what just happened here? And then he just gets in the ring like whatever. Then this was funny. Boogs comes out next at 18. And Pat goes, wait, I didn't even know he had his own music. Which I didn't either. I was going to say, because he had a singles match not too long ago on SmackDown, right? But he still did the whole, I'm Rick Boogs and did the Nakamura theme. I would love to talk music with Rick Boogs. That <laughs> at some point I would love to make that happen. What are your thoughts on the haircut, Buff Freddie Mercury? Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, they're trying to go with the whole Freddie Mercury Queen comparison. There, it, it's. I'm sure one day Vince or someone's like, "You should shave your head or or get a haircut." So, right. um, it looks fine. I mean, it, it with the long hair though. I thought he could be a little more animated, yeah. you know, with the head banging and, you know, the hair moving exactly. around as playing guitar and stuff. And, you know, the headband with it, with the short hair, it, it makes him look a little more average looking, I guess you could say a little mm-hmm. more generic. So that's, I mean, you know, he has a great look and everything. And I hope at one point in the future, you know, him and Shinsuke, if they go their separate ways, you know, maybe he could get some sort of repackaging, some new gear and stuff. I, I think he has potential to be a really fun character yeah. um, for WWE. I, he didn't do much in NXT. I know he had like a handful of matches on TV. Um, but I, I do imagine with his personality and stuff, they, he could be a fun character uh, uh, for, you know, for SmackDown or whatnot. So I, I do expect big things from him. I want to be optimistic for his long-term career in WWE. The Boogs comes down in crazy impressive spot here where he lifts Chad Gable over his head with one arm. Mm-hmm. Super strong and then eventually throws him out of the ring. Madcap Moss then comes in number 19. He gives AJ Styles a backbreaker and then out of everybody in this match, Madcap Moss eliminates AJ Styles after he'd been in this match for 29 minutes and five seconds. Terrible. Madcap Moss. And then Madcap and Corbin are laughing at him from inside the ring. What? It was terrible. Horrendous booking decision. I mean, now we know the answer to that trivia question. What is Madcap Moss's biggest moment (laughs) in his WWE career? It's eliminating AJ Styles. We know he's not going to do anything else. Uh, I know he has a great look and everything like that, but we, you know, we know his his ceiling is going to be only so high in WWE, and I think this is it. This is his biggest moment. No titles, nothing. Eliminating AJ Styles from the Royal Rumble is the biggest moment. Um, 
but yeah, it, it was, it was so like, the, I think the air was let out of the room because I think for me, I, I didn't really anticipate AJ Styles winning the whole thing, but him at number one, I can see him being like the Iron Man of this match mm-hmm. and going the distance to maybe the final four or final two. And whoever the winner is, he can give that person a good match, as I say, before a match within a match. And, you know, the crowd could really be cheering him on towards the end because he's been in it since number one. And that could have been an interesting story to tell. But the fact he got eliminated at that point by Mad Cat Mod, it was so deflating. The air was let out of that room at that point. So just terrible decision. Yeah. Like, there's no point in that. That was terrible. The crowd boos this. But then I want to say, in my opinion, the third biggest, you know, third biggest reaction of the night was when Riddle came out. Riddle's music hits. The crowd goes nuts for Riddle coming down. He comes out at number 20. He immediately gave Moss a German suplex, but was swarmed by Corbin. Corbin and Moss then eliminated Boogs. Then in another shocking turn of events, Drew McIntyre comes out at number 21. Did not expect this at all. Because the word was that he was out with a neck injury. Neck injury wasn't bad enough to where he would need surgery, but there was no timetable on his return. So with Drew coming back tonight, that was great to see. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. It was always, we don't think he's going to make the Rumble, but we're pretty sure he could be good enough for Mania, but he was good enough for the Rumble. So he comes out, he goes straight after Moss and Corbin and eliminates both of them. Um, Kevin Owens then comes out at number 22, and after he eliminated Moss and Corbin, he jumped out of the ring to beat him down a little more. Kevin Owens comes down, and the two just start fighting in the aisle for some random reason. Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre just start going at it in the in the rampway, and I go, where the hell did this come from? Okay, whatever. They're going at it. Owens and gave him a pop-up powerbomb, and Rey Mysterio comes out at number 23. Mysterio ran wild briefly until Owens gave him a stunner. Kofi came out at 24 and, well, botched his spot, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, listen. Kofi for years has had so many spectacular moments in the rumble, all these different fun moments where it looks like he's getting eliminated, but with some creativity and his athleticism was able to save himself and do some fancy trickery to get back into the ring between Mm. like, you know, jumping on the chairs or climbing over stuff. With that being said, those are very much high risk moves and it could be very cute and all, but, you know, I, I was surprised this type of botch has not happened sooner. So True. he was very lucky for all these years to get away with that stuff and come away just fine and, and have these amazing moments. It finally just caught up with him. <laughs> now, were they trying to push, you know, push his luck? You know, it looks like a situation. They're just going to the well one more time. Mm-hmm. Let's do another spot. Up, oh, finally caught up with him. So I, 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 I kind of laughed like, oh, finally, it, 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 you know, his luck ran out. Um, for anyone curious, you know, check out John Morrison on Instagram. He posted a video um, from last year. He was, uh, he said, I know I'm not in WWE anymore, but this was a spot I wanted to do in the Royal Rumble, and it's him working on doing a backflip from the ropes, trying to land on the barricade. He said in his uh, caption. His goal, he thought it'd be cool if someone tried to, was going to try to eliminate him either with a drop kick or something, and he goes flying off the ropes, doing a backflip and landing on the barricade. He wanted to re, uh, up his uh, 2011 uh, hmm. attempted elimination 
um but he never got to do it in the royal rumble last year so um the point being he says if you have an idea do it right away don't don't hold back right so so with that being said i think for kofi and whoever they probably thought this is another cool elimination they want to do but no it didn't work out so but i'm good i'm glad the refs didn't try to look the other way and say oh he, he he's okay they said nope your foot touched the uh, both feet touched the ground you gotta get out of here so basically he gets into the ring at number 24 he gets thrown up on the apron and owens pushes him off the apron the spot was supposed to be he jumps off the apron he grabs the top of the barricade and his feet i guess he's supposed to like put his feet up against the barricade so he's like clutching up against the barricade but when he does it his feet are too low and they both hit the, the floor and so commentary is all did he hit did he hit and the referees are trying to get confirmation. Did he hit? Did he not? Did he hit? Did he not? So then they go to a slow motion replay where you obviously see that his both feet hit the floor. And then after the match, Kofi did send out this tweet where he stated, well, it's better to try and fail than never try at all. Someone said this. <laughs> well, hey, you know it's true yeah you gotta try it you know if it works then it looks amazing if you fail all right well it was a good solid effort there but yeah no i'm glad he acknowledged it and listen like we said before he's had years of so many great moments and this one just didn't work out for him so it's not the end of the world we know he probably was not going to win that whole thing anyway I'm really surprised they didn't have reggie in the match to do do something yeah i was shocked too but like you said, referees, they had to call it like it was. As they always say, the refs are told, yes, everything's planned out, but in certain situations, you got to call it as a shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're Natalia and just jump in and try again. The next up at number 25 was Otis. Number 26 was Big E. And he suplexed Riddle, Big E that is. And he, he suplexed Riddle and Owens. Then number 27 was none other than Mr. Canadian Destroyer, Bad Bunny. And I go, why? Out of everybody, we got Bad Bunny instead of Finn Balor? Or Cesaro as well? Like, he, I'm sure he yeah, was there. Yeah, I didn't think about that. We didn't even get Cesaro. Jesus I'm Christ. Just, <laughs> I mean, uh, well... Let me ask you this. Who had a better Canadian Destroyer this week? Bad Bunny or Adam Cole? <laughs> or no, wait. They were, who hit it? No, yeah, they fought on uh, oh, yeah, Beach did, Break this week. Did he hit the Panama Sunrise? I know Orange Cassidy or, hit it. Or Orange Cassidy did on him. I'm trying to remember now. It's I don't so, <laughs> quite remember because that match was kind of a blur to me with all the run-ins and then the stuff. And, yeah. and I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Sorry. But, I mean... They've always said, like, everyone's like, oh, Bad Bunny hits a good Canadian destroyer. No. It's actually more on the guy taking it. Having exactly. to do that, having to do that backflip or whatever for it. Exactly. Yeah, John Morrison last time, who can flip any which way you've ever thought you could. Mm-hmm. And then Riddle. Riddle that's very athletic and can flip around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the two Canadian destroyers that he's done, he's had very good setup guys there with him. Which is smart. Very smart. But I think Bad Bunny runs out and Pat McAfee starts going, 
Oh, it's Bad Bunny. He's been training forever for this. I hear that he trains every day for his return to WWE because he's always going to be ready when we call or something like that. He always wants to be ready for when WWE calls for him. So <laughs> they didn't have Damian Priest in there to do anything with them. So they go, oh, we need another Mexican. Ray Mysterio's in there. Do something with Ray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> he does a spot or two with Ray Mysterio. He gives Riddle Canadian Destroyer. And Sheamus goes after him. But Bad Bunny dropped the, uh, dropped the top rope. Sheamus missed the bro kick and flips over the top. Bad Bunny credited it with the, the elimination of Sheamus. It, and it's funny, if you go to www.shop.com, because I saw they have like 50% off sale going. So mm-hmm. I was like looking. They got ba- new Bad Bunny merch up there already. So it's like... And we know, I, I think, you know, Tim, you reported last year, you know, that he was a huge merch seller for them. So, yeah, that T-shirt I, did that, really good. Yeah, so I guess that's when I had Bun, but Bad Bunny here at the Royal Rumble, to, you know, a reason they can get some new merch out of him and uh, make some extra money. So it's a win-win, and I'm sure he has another tour coming up. Oh, yeah, there you go. See, look. Yeah, Royal he's got Rumble shit. two tours in 2022, and they both sold out almost instantly. Yeah. And so it's good publicity for him, you know, go out there and work what 15 minutes total. Probably. I don't know how long uh, I can tell well, you right now, bad bunny, right. 740. Hey, less than 10 minutes. It wasn't I can make a bunch of money on merch. It wasn't a surprise though. Cause WWE spoiled this about three hours before the show. Did you see their post on Insta or on Twitter? They posted no. the literal, literally they posted a picture backstage of bad bunny and the undertaker. Well, Taker was there, what, for Michelle, right? Yeah. Just hanging out, probably support, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Vince <laughs> didn't say, hey, buddy, can you go <laughs> one, one more time for me out there? <laughs> we need to hear that dong. Dong. Oh, <laughs> well, at least I got to find the picture. WWE posted a million things tonight, but I think I can find it. Yeah, uh, well, it, it, it's... So, wait, okay, so they had Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville, so they had two mm-hmm. celebrity entrants in this. Yep. Wow. I'm just like, oh. And wait, so we did not get anyone uh, from Impact Wrestling male wrestler. And it was never, th- that was never the thing. So the only reason any of this <laughs> Impact stuff came up was because WWE wanted Mickey, and they yep. had to go through Impact, even though she's not signed, because she's yep. their champion. They, did the, mm-hmm. they, they didn't have to, but they, mm-hmm. cur- they did the courtesy of, Going through Impact, saying, hey, we know she's your champion. We want to use her for the Rumble. Would you guys be okay if we asked her? He act- they Actually, the word is they actually asked Scott Tamore in Impact before they even asked Mickey. And so then Scott Tamore's like, you know what? I'll just talk to her and ask her if she's interested. We would love to do this. <laughs> so Here it is. And do you think do you think this is going to be a one-time <laughs> thing for Mickey? That's Probably. It? Yeah. There's the photo they think- posted at 3.19 oh, wow. p.m. So about an hour and a half ish before the main show started. Just Bad Bunny backstage with the Undertaker. Wow. <clears throat> Damn. Is Taker wait? Is his head shaved? I'm, I'm trying to see. No, you can see the you can see the ponytail on. in the back a little bit. Oh, okay, there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I see. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, because Bad Bunny's not performing musically, so no. yeah, why else would he be there? So. Yeah, that's he ain't doing his old Booker T or whatever that song is. <laughs> this has got oh, a yeah, new. Yeah, was that? 
Unless he's got a that new song, from... Undertaker. I don't know. Ooh, collaborating right there. <laughs> he's laying the. He's like, hey man, come on, let's let's do this. Let's, so, let's do this song together. Jameis gets eliminated. Ray and Bad Bunny team up to eliminate Dolph Ziggler. Bad Bunny then tried eliminating Ray. Ray blocked it and said, no, no, no. Then at number twenty-eight, oh Shane O'Mac. Shane McMahon comes down. He goes right after Kevin Owens, eliminates him. Now, in my opinion, this was the biggest pop of the night. Ronda's may have been a little bigger, but I think Randy's was bigger, especially because it was his hometown. But Randy Orton at number 29, crowd went bananas. So bananas that after the show ended, Randy went back out to pose for the live crowd. But Randy Orton comes out at number 29. He gave Big E an RKO before eliminating him. They then knocked down Otis. Riddle then runs. This is a little version of poetry in motion. Jumps off of Otis's back and gives, I guess you can call it an RKO to McIntyre. He kind of like squished his body up and didn't extend, so he more gave him a stone-cold stunner. <laughs> but then Pat McAfee goes, Oh, I bet you Randy Orton's never been more proud of Riddle after that RKO. RK Bro then eliminates Big E. Brock Lesnar then comes out at number 30. Lesnar just starts beating the crap out of people. Before he eliminates, Randy Orton just nonchalantly grabs Orton and throws him. Just grabs him and throws him. And this is the loudest booze in the night. This crowd in St. Louis, the hometown of Randy Orton, did not like this at all. Lesnar then gave Bad Bunny an F5. And it wasn't like a, all right, there's a celebrity, got to be easy, got to be, no. This is a normal Brock Lesnar F5. Just a up and down. He then uh, eliminates him, eliminates Riddle, and eliminates Shane. And all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, there's two people left. And it's Brock and Drew McIntyre. They have a quick little exchange here that led to Lesnar tossing McIntyre out of the ring with an F5. Also, I didn't mention the Riddle elimination. Literally, he grabs Riddle, just carries him over to the side of the ring, and then just throws him. Doesn't even try to like toss him so he like lands right. He just grabs him and throws him straight to the floor. Just whoop Which I was kind of hoping there'd be a little more exchange between the two of them because they are UFC guys. You know what I mean? I was kind of yeah. hoping like they would, I, I don't know, play it up like, you know, Riddle has a, you know, the UFC background, obviously Brock Lesnar, you know, they didn't tap into that. Um, oh well, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I get. Brock Lesnar, the storyline here, he's furious that he lost. He wants payback and revenge against Roman Reigns, but also Paul Heyman. So how do you get that? Uh, another shot at the title. Yep. You got to win the Royal Rumble. So I like how he just came out there and won it. Very similar to, well, you know, Becky Lynch a few years ago when she in- inserted herself into the Royal Rumble. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's fine by me. Brock Lesnar, you know, he's a huge star. Um it's this, um, you know, it's interesting though, moving forward, like, you know, looking at some of these opponents, you know, Shane McMahon, is he going to be back now? Or I guess, you know, Shane McMahon is required to get a WrestleMania match. So, <laughs> you know, the rumor or people are, are speculating is going to be him and Austin theory winner gets Vince McMahon's love. Oh Lord. Something. I haven't heard that one. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, like I think that's what I people get it. Are I get it. So anticipating, it's like Shane's upset that Vince is giving all his love and attention to uh, Austin Theory. So, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's 
like it's a, if, I, I mean, I like Brock and Drew's the last two. Obviously, a callback to uh, uh, 2020 mm-hmm. when you know Drew eliminated Brock to win the Royal Rumble, and then obviously they fought each other for the title at WrestleMania inside the Performance Center. So they have a little history there now. So cool callback, you know, two years in the making. So. Um, you know, and it's a good opponent, or it was a good, you know, final elimination for for Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre looking strong as far as yeah. held his own in the match, and you know he was in there to the end. So um, I, I'm curious where Drew's going to go as far as what's next for him leading up to WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, Brock Lesnar wins, and yeah, it's obvious it's going to be him and Roman. So. We'll see how they tell this story so, for the next two months. Michael Cole then goes on commentary. Brock Lesnar has won the Royal Rumble. He's got his opportunity to face anybody he wants at WrestleMania, any champion. Who will it be? And Pat goes, I think we know, Michael. <laughs> I think it's going like to be it. that that Roman Reigns. Is I he... like how... Go for it. Well, I was going to say, I like how Pat has like zero Fs. He'll yeah. just say what he wants and it's like... He's like speaking on behalf of the fans at home. It's like, really? Like, I know you got your copy points and station business or WWE business. You got to say on mm-hmm. the air, but Pat will break the fourth wall and be like, really? Like, come on. We know. Like, right. as you just said, he said it when Brock made his way down to the ring. He's like, Brock Lesnar, the alpha male of our species. He may be the smartest person ever in WWE. You just get screwed out of your championship. And what's the best way to make sure that you get a shot at a title again? You go out and win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so after the match, Brock's standing in the ring. And he's got this look on his face like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something right now, but where the hell? Oh, yeah, there's a sign over there. So he has to <laughs> point at the sign. Him and Ronda got to point at their signs. Well, remember how we said Ronda pointed at the sign and the pyro went off and it caught fire? Well, it happened again. Brock pointed at the sign. The pyro went off. And the sign caught fire again. That's now I, I power. Now I kind of get it. You go, well, we put the sign back up. There's no way it can happen a second time. In hindsight, maybe you should have left it down. But show goes off the air pretty quickly after this. Brock doesn't really do much, and it's done. And apparently, the show ended. Randy Orton came back down, did his Randy Orton pose. And let the people in uh, St. Louis maybe go home happy because they got a one last shot of Randy Orton. I don't know. That was the Royal Rumble. That was the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the consensus seems it was pretty meh, meh, right, meh. <laughs> so um, nothing too over-the-top memorable, I think, long-term. Yeah. It just more or less was restarting the Roman Brock Lesnar storyline for WrestleMania. Uh, But there's a lot of moving parts right now. And I guess the big thing, I think I was kind of just bummed out, which is not as many surprises or returns. I thought was going to happen. I thought there was a lot of people Mm -hmm. in both matches, Royal Rumble matches that didn't deserve to be there or didn't really add much star power to the show. And as we said earlier, just the suspense factor when it comes down to the final two, I think they could have done a better job just adding some more drama to that. And it just, you know, it just felt like it happened, but you know, it, it, it wasn't like some like, Oh my God moment there. So, 
Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're so focused on WrestleMania that they just want to get through this show. I don't know. I, I want to be hopeful. Elimination Chamber is going to have some good stuff because, you know, as of right now, that's the only pay per view in between. Right. So hopefully, those three will be weeks, some... three weeks away, three weeks, yeah, three weeks yeah. from today. Okay, so yeah, three episodes of Raw and three episodes of SmackDown till we get there. Actually, wait, will SmackDown the day before? I, I'm sure they're going to pro probably do on right, the East Coast no. and fly. Let me double check because as of two weeks ago when I looked, there was no scheduled SmackDown. Okay, that makes sense. Unless they do like a off. double taping of SmackDown one week. But let me check back on WWE's website, see if they've added anything. Ooh, they updated yeah. their tickets page. It's actually very it's easier to see now because everything was so, so big. Everything's mm -hmm. smaller and easier to see now. So, yeah, the week of Elimination Chamber, there is no SmackDown scheduled. Like, as far as, like, tickets available for a show. Well, I mean, there's always going to be tickets available. Like, they're never going to... I i don't remember... Trying to think. Okay. No, 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 is there a schedule episode of SmackDown on schedule for TV? I guess that's uh, what I meant. I could try and check. And then, therefore, if there is, maybe, as you just said, maybe they'll do a taping of one <clears throat> the week before. So right. that way, it gives them time to travel overseas. Let me see if my Comcast guide goes that far in advance, and we can check. Okay. Because... I mean, I assume maybe, mm -hmm. even if there isn't, mm -hmm. the guide may still have it because it's just the norm for every week. Yeah. To just but let's see. That would be there. the 18th. Pick a date. February. Oh, my guide only goes to the week before. I can't check it. Okay. So something to keep your eye on. Yeah. You know, if, if how they're going to do so that, The week sure. before, Friday the 11th, they're going to be in New Orleans. Maybe they do a double SmackDown taping there, and then the show yeah. on the 18th is just a pre-tape show. Because mm -hmm. they do mm -hmm. have they do have the Raw in Indianapolis on the 14th of the Monday before. But usually when they go to Saudi, they like to leave no later than a Wednesday. Yeah, give them time to get over there. And well, then they no, they like to leave. So I'm thinking about this. The last Saudi show was a Thursday. Yeah. They left right after Raw. They like to leave at least two days prior. Because they like to do, like, what, din a special dinner? Sometimes they do, yeah. Yeah, and all that, like, all the festivities. That and Brock like do is on the advertisement for, advertised for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Becky, Charlotte, Seth freaking Rollins, and Bobby Lashley are all scheduled for the Saudi Arabia show. Well, and plus, you know, it is Elimination Chamber, which you know normally is a big pay-per-view here in America. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I would imagine all hands on deck for that theme pay-per-view versus you know Crown Jewel, which you know gets more or less treated like an exhibition <clears throat> or you know one-off pay-per-view overseas. But since it's Elimination Chamber and it's on the road to WrestleMania, they're gonna I think take that treat that a little more seriously with the continuity of all the storylines going on and stuff. So I mm. can see why all the all the big names will be right. over there for that. But the big head scratcher is we what does Brock do if he's on this show? He doesn't need to be in the chamber to earn a title shot at Mania. He's already got the Roman match essentially in the bag from winning the Rumble. 
that's the big question. What do they do with Brock? Does he tr- Us- he doesn't need to face Bobby in a rematch? Usos two on one match, <laughs> handicap match or something. Brock Lesnar walks out the dual SmackDown Tag Team Champions by himself. Exactly, <laughs> just all the gold, or I guess in that case, but, silver. Plate. And then that's the other question we don't know. They're going to be two, or they're going to be two chambers. Are we going to get a male and a female chamber? They've never and- brought that many. Like they've never brought that many females overseas to Saudi with them. And also, you know, in the past, last couple of years, sometimes they mixed it up. And remember, it was like all tag teams in there. Oh, yeah. That was and... like, what, 2014, 15 or something? Way back. So, um, yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting to see which uh, which division mm-hmm. are, are going to be used in the Elimination Chamber. Is it going to so, be, yeah, men's, you know, women's, tag teams? Yeah. I would assume... The men's chamber would be a raw match to determine Bobby's Mania Challenger. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe another raw match to determine Becky's if Ronda is going Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then this, this, this is where they, you throw the wrench into it because now they do the women's chambers. Before it used to be, all right, Raw needs a challenger for Mania, Raw number one contenders match. Well, we know who the challenger is for SmackDown, but let's throw all the people in there. And put the title on the line, like they did with um, in uh, what was it, 2019, when Daniel Bryan defended his title in the Elimination Chamber. Mm, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of possibilities. I mean, that's the great thing with the chamber is mm-hmm. you know, it, it's there's different variables that they can have of who wants to be involved in that. So, uh. I'm sure we'll get the answers hopefully right away this coming Monday. Right. And again, Ronda's supposed to be on Raw Monday. They officially announced that. They haven't stated anything for Brock, but I think Brock is advertised for the show Monday. Let's see. Um, Monday the 31st, Brock is Brock is on the advertisement. Brock is mm. advertised for Raw this Monday. Also, I do want to bring up something. Well, Fightful every week posts who's producing everything for WWE. Who's the SmackDown producers? Who's the Raw producers? And I got a couple questions. Hey, why haven't... Where's TJ Wilson been? Tyson Kidd. His name has not Mm -hmm. been listed as a producer. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on why he hasn't... I don't know if he's not been at the shows, but I know that he hasn't been listed as a producer, and he wasn't listed as a producer for the Royal Rumble tonight as well. So I don't know what's going on with him. Hmm. Because as far as tonight goes, according to Fightful, uh, Michael Hayes and P.D. Williams produced the Universal title match. Fit Finley, Shane Helms, Molly Holly, Pat Buck, and Michael Hayes all produced the Women's Rumble. Pat Buck and Sean Davari produced the Women's Raw Women's title match. Michael Hayes and Jason Jordan produced the WWE Championship match. Adam Pierce and Kenny Dykstra produced the mixed tag match and okay. abyss jamie noble sean davari and adam pierce were in charge of the men's rumble match hmm. so nothing with tj wilson tyson kid don't know what's going on with that but i want to address it because i was getting some questions about it okay as far as the polls do go as far as what you guys the audience the listeners thought about the show on twitch 50 percent Liked the show. 25% thought it was just all right. And 25% didn't like it. As far as the Twitter poll does go. 
Ooh. 50% of the Twitter poll did not like the show. 25%, 25.9% thought it was just all right. And 24.1% liked the show. And as far as the YouTube poll, 43% liked it. 31% thought it was all right. And 26% did not like the show. So kind of a mixed bag of what a lot of people thought of tonight's show. Kind of like some people liked it. Some people, I, I really, I think it's just right down the middle. People thought it was all right. Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right, considering I think on paper, a lot of the matches we were excited for as far as, you know, Bobby versus Brock, potentially who were going to win the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. Um, but when <clears> you then look at the actual matches, what happened during those matches and kind of come off a little more lackluster, then I think that's where a lot of people's expectations were, you know, not fulfilled and therefore i think that leaves a little little sour taste in your mouth after the fact also a few stats for the men's rumble aj styles did have the most eliminations at six Mm -hmm. he was also in the match the longest at 29 minutes and six seconds austin theory was in second longest at 22 minutes and 10 seconds the winner brock lesnar was in for exactly two minutes and 30 seconds and had five eliminations Two minutes. Wow. <clears throat> and I want to see who was the shortest. Who was in the shortest? Kofi was Robert in for Rude. twenty. Kofi was in for twenty seconds. Robert oh, Roode was fifty-five man. seconds. Wow. And again, this is all based off of uh, the Wikipedia page. Okay. So it may not be a hundred percent accurate, but I think it. Uh, usually, the Wikipedia page when it mm-hmm. gets updated with the, the numbers here is usually pretty accurate or close to mm-hmm. it. You know, everyone's going to time it just a little bit different. One person's maybe going to get an extra second or one second less. Mm-hmm. But roughly, Kofi was in the least amount for only 20 seconds, which, again, we know you're supposed to be in longer than that. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> what was his actual plans for the match? Like, what was scripted out for well, him? Well, I mean, so. Big E came out two spots after him. I would have assumed a spot together or something. Damn, that's such a bummer. Oh, well. Things happen when you try to get a little fancy. I know. I know. (laughs) With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Hey, guess what? It's only Saturday. So that means tomorrow is not Monday Night Raw. It's a day to do whatever you want because there's no wrestling on tomorrow. But maybe... You need something to do. So Huey can tell you how to go listen to the In The Click podcast. Yes. So uh, thank you again for everyone joining us tonight, listening to us talk some uh, wrestling and Royal Rumble. But yes, if you want to hear more of me, uh, please uh, subscribe to my pro wrestling podcast, In The Click. That's K-L-I-Q. Subscribe wherever you get your wrestling podcasts at. We're on all the major podcast platforms, also on YouTube. Please subscribe to us there. Watch the videos. Smash the like button. Leave a comment. All that good stuff. Leave a rating, a comment on Apple Podcasts as well. All that stuff helps tremendously, please. And then, uh, yeah, follow us on social media at In The Click. If you want to email me, in the click at gmail.com. And, yeah, thank you again for all, all the support. And, you know, as we get ready for WrestleMania season, hope to get some more content out there for you guys. And hopefully, fingers crossed, get some interviews leading up to WrestleMania. So please subscribe now. So that way, when <laughs> things get released, you'll be the first to know about it. Awesome. So, 
We won't be live tomorrow because there's no wrestling tomorrow, but I'll be back Monday morning for the wrestling wrap-up, and then we'll be back live again Monday evening for Monday Night Raw. And I do got to say, I'm a little bummed out that SmackDown's not till Friday because I kind of want to see what goes down with Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns. <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I'm actually interested. And I'm kind of like, man, I got to wait almost a week to see what happens with Roman and Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar and all that. But... Maybe something happens on Raw. Maybe Roman shows up on Raw because Brock's going to be there as well. I know Ronda's going to be there. So I'll see you guys Monday, Monday morning for the wrestling wrap-up and Monday evening for Monday Night Raw. Have a good one, guys.